welcome to Fire Breathing Kittens, a standalone 5th edition Dungeons Dragons podcast. In this podcast, every episode is a standalone adventure that also fits into an overarching macro plot. Micro and macro plots, great word. Joining us today are Clip Club Napalm. Howdy, my name's Clip Club and I'm a center. I, uh, I, I'm a, I'm a ranger. I stand at a, a proud six feet, 11 inches. Uh, I got, I got brown hair. Well, my head hair is brown, but my horse hair, that's like more of a burnt umber. Uh, and, uh, my skin color, my, my skin color on my human parts is beige. Uh, there's a lot going on with me. I'm a centaur, I mentioned, uh, and my eyes are green. <laughs> Very well. A very clear description. Thank you. We also have Skirmish Killington. Uh, hello there. Uh, my name's Skirmish Killington. Uh, I'm a seven foot seven uh, barbarian, Path of the Wild Magic. I'm about, I've been putting on some weight, about 336 pounds. So, don't know if you know this, you join an adventuring guild, they have all the free ale you can drink. And that's a lot for me. So, putting on weight, hopefully it's muscle, because I'm also adventuring and whatnot. Uh, I got grey, pale grey-blue skin, green eyes, um, nice pair of pants, and, um, you know, that's about it. Ready for adventure. And finally, we are joined by Balpator Windrest. Hi, I'm Balpator Windrest, and I'm a half-elf. My skin is pretty tan from my mom's side, who's an elf, but I have my dad's icy cold blue eyes and brown hair. I wear a crude scale armor that I bought on sale, and I also wear a silver wolf pelt as a coat that I got from self-defense. And also, I was born short. I'm only four feet nine, unfortunately, but I'm not letting that stop me to achieve glory. Awesome. Let's see if we can find some glory today. So, this adventure sees our unlikely Frio walking down the streets of Nicomoy towards the south, some streets away from the guild hall. You have been sent on a, a personal request from the guildmaster himself, which I'm just gonna take a quick second to look up his name again. There it is. The Guildmaster Nudasek sent you on a, a kind of a personal errand. Uh, he wants you to go to a contractor that is building a mansion uh, in the south part of town and uh, help him with a, with a bit of a problem he has because he, he's hoping to curry favor. So in the future, when he's planning some renovations for the guild hall, he wants to get a nice price. You know, you got to butter up your contractors before signing any contracts with him. So, uh, yeah, you're, you're walking to the streets of Nicomoy on your way to your hopefully place of adventure, employment. We'll see what, what it turns out to be. What are you guys uh, talking about amongst yourselves while you're walking? So, uh, Balpato, you, uh, what, what is the half in, you said you are a half-elf? I'm a half-elf, half-human. Oh, Paladin, a, by the way. Ah, Paladin, all right. I, 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 I used to know that. a Paladin. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm uh, I'm equipped with a sword and shield, ready to go on adventure with y'all. <laughs> so, what do you suppose that they want us to do at the mansion? I mean, do any of you have a background in construction? No, not me. I was an outlander, born in a nomadic tribe up in the mountains. Uh, I do know that uh, you know big houses are 
can be kind of scary sometimes, from my experience. But, uh, you know, maybe they have a rap problem. Who knows? Right. I'm a mountain guy myself. It's good to meet a fellow mountaineer. Hey, awesome. I'm, a, I'm more of a rolling plains kind of guy. Grew up, uh, grew up in the rolling plains. <laughs> so I don't know much about ma- uh, mansions or, or mountains, really. Well, it's going to be a learning experience for all of us, then. Yeah, it's odd that they picked the three of us, perhaps the least qualified trio in the whole guild hall. But who knows? Maybe there's a reason. Well, you're, you're pretty tall. I can, uh, I can carry and pull a lot. So maybe, maybe that's why they, they thought we might be helpful. I don't know. And well, I got a sword. You are a, uh, you are a trio of uh, strong individuals. And as you round a corner, you are confronted by a work site that is filled with a lot of more strong armed fellas and ladies and others. Uh, you see a half-constructed mansion there, so there's definitely uh, the floor floor work has been done. There's a couple of walls being put up, pillars to support the next floor, but beyond that, it's still a bit, bit, uh, bit sparse. Um, you see a large human man uh, shouting towards uh, some of his uh, apparent employees. Uh, he's got a nice, uh, he's got a nice uh, uh, helmet on that's been uh, polished with shine. Uh, he's got a, a trousers with uh, those. Uh, Belt buckles to keep it all up, and uh, as he sees you free walking onto his uh, construction like a site, he's like, "Hey, hey, hey, hey! Hold it right there, busters! I mean, this is a, this is a working site. You can't just walk on here. It's dangerous." Uh, well, um, we can explain. We were called here by one of the contractors. I believe there was a problem, and ah, we're here to help. I see. I see. Are you with the fire-breathing kittens? That's us. And I show him my knuckles, which is uh, where I have the tattoo of the fire-breathing kittens. And I almost punch him in the face. But uh, Ooh, I also really have close. my tattoo on my knuckles. I'm going to go ahead and intercept your hey. fist and do a fist bump. <laughs> Pa-pow! <laughs> and uh, I, I, I clip-clop around and, and show my, my rear end because that's, <laughs> that's where my tattoo is branded on me. I decide uh, against a uh, fist bump. <laughs> With his rear. <laughs> I, I withdraw my hand slowly. <laughs> so what's your well, name? Well, you're an excitable lot. I see you're come right away. Oh, oh God, come on. Take, put the romp away. Good, good, put the romp away, man. Come on. Not in my face. Also, I get excited sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah, I understand that. I like a party every now and then as well, but come on. <laughs> uh, well, uh, the name's Mac and Cheese. I'm uh, the foreman uh, of this uh, construction site. Uh I've uh, I've heard from uh, Nulisak that he would send over some uh, qualified individuals to help me with a little bit of a problem I got. Uh, looking at you all, I'm very much hoping you are the qualified personnel he was talking about. <laughs> That's us. And by the way, I love your nickname. What do you mean nickname? <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I'm trying to make a little I've fun of my around... name there, fella. Oh, I'm peeking a little. Um, I've heard around that you're... Uh... Your nickname is Cool Guy, so we love that nickname that you got. Yeah, that's the one. Can you make me either a deception or a persuasion check? Your choice. I will. <laughs> I will do a persuasion check. One moment. Oh, what? What is the race of this uh, person? Is he a dwarf? He is. Uh, let me double check to be sure. I'm pretty sure he's human. He is human. Okay, I have advantage against dwarfs, so that's all. Um. And I what? Mm. 
And I want you to imagine that he's speaking with a Brooklyn accent. Oh, perfect. <laughs> All right. I got a 13. Yeah, kind of looks you up and down, narrows his eyes. He's like, all right, cool guy. Yeah, I, I can live with that. That's a good nickname. Uh, don't know who you heard that from. Never heard that before. None of my guys call me that, but I'll take it. All right. Well, apparently I'm cool guy. Uh, head of this here construction site. Uh, so cool guy, uh, you're saying you've got a problem for us. What What exactly is the problem? Oh, well, you see, uh, a couple of my guys went missing a couple nights ago and... Uh, well, I've been looking to replace him, but finding good help around here is kind of hard. Uh, so I just want to found mostly. Uh, they're probably not in any trouble or anything. You know, it's, my, my guys are all hardworking. So every now and then they like to go out, you know, have some have some fun, do a little party and have a little drinking. Sometimes they go a little, you know, too deep into the night and then we miss them for a morning. But now they've been gone for two days and that's that's just a little too much for my taste. So we need them back. You know, otherwise we're going to not be finishing on the... On, on, on schedule, and we can't uh, can't have that. Not with this kind of client. Who's the client? Oh, we're uh, building a big uh, house for this uh, this Don Ravioli guy. He seems to be in a lot of money. <gasps> I heard that name before, but I forgot where it was from. <laughs> <laughs> so, about these... You can make a history check oh. if you want. Okay, I'll go ahead and roll. And I got a... Oh, intelligence isn't my strong suit. An eight. Yeah, Don Ravioli, fun, uh, fun name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, how many, how many missing guys are we looking for? Two, three. Oh, it was uh, it was three of three of my guys. Uh, uh, two of them were. Uh, oh gosh, notes. Oh gosh. Uh, yeah. Take your time, cool guy. You know, I'm sensing, I'm sensing a little bit of a, a bit of a, a sarcasm behind the name when you're saying it. When he's saying no, it, it's, it's no. fine. But if you're no, saying that's it, just, then... that's just the way Havels talk. Are you being a racist? <laughs> uh, no, absolutely not. Oh, not you, him. I'm trying to oh. protect you. <laughs> it is like kind of like gestures around uh, his workforce, which are there's there's almost no duplicates of any race here. They're all pretty much uh, you know different race. So I've, he's like. Don't you start with me, Sonny. I've I'm covered on this front, all right? We've had the commission over already. We are diversified over here. Well, that is why they call you cool guy. <laughs> it really is. I, I thought it was because your, uh, your helmet's really nice. I mean, as the foreman, I have a certain bit of uh, appearance to keep up, you know? You've got to make sure the guys know who's top dog around here. Some of them kind of get a bit of rowdy. <laughs> where, uh, where, where does someone get a helmet like that, if, uh, if I might inquire? <laughs> Well, uh, there's uh, all kinds of hardware stores that sell them. Uh, we got we got some spare ones. Uh, well, if if you want a hard hat, we can get you a hard hat. It would probably be safer if some kind of health inspector comes by, see me see me talk to three guys on my work side without hard hats on. Might be in trouble. Will it? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point. He, he like snaps his finger a couple of times and it's like, hey, come on, bring, bring these fellas a couple of hard hats. We need some hard hats over here. Can no. can the man be as shiny as as his, please, Mister Mister Cool Guy over here? You see, I give, I give you kind of a look, and a couple of a couple of seconds later, uh, one of his guys come comes running over with with free like secondhand banged up hard hats. <laughs> uh, and as you look, you see that most of the guys here are like you know wearing hard hats that have been around for a while. He's like, I mean, they say we have to wear hard hats. They don't say that we have to get new ones for every employee. I mean, it's you know it's recycling basically, which is good. That's good. I guess you work up to getting a shiny one. So maybe if we're 
uh, do a good job on this job, we'll get a shiny helmet. Um, you were saying well, there were three missing guys. Uh, can you describe them, please? Oh, yeah. There was this big uh, blue dragonborn fella, uh, and there was uh, two Goliath brothers. You know, even though the rest of the crew is fully, fully diversified, we do have two brothers on site. Don't want to separate family, you know? Uh, so, yeah, dragonborn and two, uh, two Goliaths. Oh, they must be pretty big. So... Uh, I do kind of need strong guys around here, as you see. Like most of the f- most of the guys here are like six foot ten and up and broad shouldered. Uh, there are there are like you you can see about about two women in range as well, and they're uh, as big, if not bigger, than the guys around here. So, being only four f- four feet nine, I'm just like looking up at everyone, like being towered, <laughs> lifting all these heavy equipment. I'm a dexterity based paladin, also <laughs> by the way. So. Yeah. Ah, yeah, dexterity. Yeah, yeah, the weakest stat. We know it. <laughs> oh, come on now. To be fair, in the world of construction, probably strength is king, so, you know. <laughs> Depends if you're a grunt or a, you know, like a Finnish carpenter or something. You know, if you're a fine mason or something, do particular work. You, dexterity would be better, I would think. So that my friend here could be have an advanced role in your organization. Yeah, I can serve drinks real fast. I like the sound of that. <laughs> and it's tiny too, so he can fit into all the kind of nooks and crannies the big folk can't get into. Yep. Can't find anyone shorter. <laughs> I like uh, I like how your friend was kind of propping you off for like specialty work, and then you immediately went to serving <laughs> drinks, and he's like, oh yeah, we, we can cram into small holes. <laughs> I see the dynamic going on here. I, I like to be encouraging. So where was the last time, um, or where, where did the three guys go again? They went to a bar? Oh, yeah, there's a, there's a fun bar a couple of uh, blocks back uh, called uh, the Rambunctious Raccoon. Uh, they've, they've been hanging, around, hanging out there a lot the uh, last couple of weeks, so pretty sure they went there two, two nights ago as well. And do they, uh, do they know anyone else here at work by any chance? Any friends? Oh yeah, yeah, concern? yeah. Most of the guys here around here know each other. They're they're all we're all big one happy family. And like one guy w- w- walks past here, says, "She's like, hey, he's like, fuck you, eh, hey, fuck you, man, eh, hey, fuck you, eh." Hey, just pointed at each other. <laughs> For, sorry, I forgot my my beeper. Beep beep. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just work area talk. You know that's it's you know that's how they communicate. You see the love. <laughs> guys being guys, I know how it is. <laughs> So right to, you are. <laughs> do these three people, do they have names? I assume well, they do, question. but could you tell us what the names are? Oh, yeah, they're the Mickeys. Oh. All of them? Well, yeah. Why, why would they be the Mickeys if they weren't all called Mick? <laughs> so two of them okay. are brothers, right? And they're both named Mick. That sounds confusing. <laughs> hey, man, I don't pry into my guys' family lives and how their parents named them. That's That's all up to them. You know, they came. They came as a package deal. They were like, "Yo, we're the Mickey's. We're here to help you out." And they're like, you know, they were free strong guys. I hired them on the spot. You know, and it's where and it's like you know, normally I have to remember free new names for free new guys. And it was one one name for free guys. Now it's like, it makes my job a whole lot easier. Paperwork signs faster. You know, no misunderstandings. So no last name then, just the Mickey's. That's it. <laughs> All right, this is just a, this is just a DM note over here. Uh, 
the names of these characters are uh, are not that important to the story. Uh, oh. So they nope. have they they have one name. That sounds good. That's so. Can you direct us to where this bar is, the rambunctious raccoon? Oh yeah, it's diff. Uh, two blocks down that way. You follow the road, take a right, and then you look for the big sign of the raccoon. Uh, you know, shaking its uh, rump rambunctiously. Oh my! Uh, some some say it is rambunctiously. Yes. All right, let's head there now. All right, you are free to do so. If there are no no further questions, Mac will uh, go back to work and uh, leave you to the investigating. You all are wearing oh, hard question. hats now. Oh. Sorry. Oh yeah. Okay. That's that's this question. Are we wearing does, a hard does hat? Does that add any defense? <laughs> Can I like up my armor class? <laughs> you know what? You know what? <laughs> if if someone rolls a natural twenty against you, you reduce the damage you take by two. Because <laughs> it's right, so I'm writing that down. <laughs> <laughs> Anything Spe- helps. Specifically for this adventure, likely because I'm not going to impose that on other GMs. <laughs> So do you think his name, oh, I assume we're already walking away toward the, the bar. Do you think his name was Mac and Cheese? Or was it like one name, Mac and Cheese? I think I it was, was one name. I was assuming it was one name, but now I might think his first name was Mac, his middle name was Anne, and his last name was Cheese. And I don't think he appreciates cool guy, so. <laughs> well. <laughs> Mac and Cheese it is. All right. He seemed to be uh, quite all right when uh, Skirmish called him a uh, Mac uh, cool guy, but I don't know. I don't think he likes half elves very much. Well, I think yeah, it's all I in the, it's my stature. I think it's all in the tone, right? If you if you're saying it like you're saying it in quotation marks, probably doesn't like it. Like, hey, yeah, smart I, you know, guy. <laughs> Yeah, I'm from the mountains, and I'm still experiencing culture clash, so I gotta watch out for these things. Well, I imagine the air was much uh, thinner up there. <laughs> it is. <laughs> is. Does that have to do with your small stature? Because how no, is Skirmish so big, and he's from the mountains, but you're so small? I was just born that way, and uh, I actually come from a nomadic tribe, and a lot of the men there are above six feet at least i just i guess i missed the gene where i got that that height so oh it's just uh one of them like mailman situation kind of things what's that <laughs> i'm just uh, scratching back, my back head back in my tribe we had uh we had uh minotaur that went around and uh we would we would collect their milk and sometimes we would have milkmen that would go and deli- well milk centaurs really that would go and deliver the milk to the uh to the other clan members and uh sometimes the lonely the lonely centaur wives because their centaur husbands were out uh tending the fields or, or hunting or something I would you, you know what? You're too young. Well, let's let's look for this bar. <laughs> I don't know. On that note, you round a corner. You see a very uh, <laughs> you see a very typical sign of a uh, raccoon uh, with its rump prominently uh, turned towards you. Guys, you think this is the place? I see a raccoon and and uh, the rump. I'm pretty sure it is. All right, I'll take your word for it. Well, we can ask. Let's. Let's walk in. <laughs> All right. Before you can walk in, you see that outside are two uh, large gentlemen uh, in front of the door, 
Uh, they are both dressed in uh, black suits, but one of them is, you know, a very proper tailored suit, uh, form-fitting. The other one has more of a, uh, I have a suit in my closet that I haven't worn for a couple of years, but I need a suit now, so I'm just going to put this on. So it's not as form-fitting and it's not as well-made, but it's a black suit, which is probably the dress code he has to has. Uh, they appear to be uh, the strong men you have outside bars that keep unwanted people away, the bouncers. And as you approach, you hear them talking amongst themselves. Uh, one of them is li- uh, one of them is like kind of agitated. It's the it's the guy in the less fancy suit. He's like, and that is why I will never work for dragons again. And then they notice you approaching. Uh, hi. We're- is this the um? Sorry to interrupt. Is this the the raccoon place? Uh, yeah, it is indeed the raccoon place. I uh oh, I see fire breathing kittens, eh? Yeah, uh, you see oh, that yeah. he's, he's eyeing uh, the, the tattoo on uh, Clip Club's bu- rump. <laughs> it's like, oh, that can be good for business. What do you want? Do you send- we are searching for uh, three three guys, and they are named Mickey. Have you seen them by any chance? Uh, skirmish. As you're uh, uh, seeing this interaction going on between uh, between Balpator and this this man. Uh, at, a tingle of uh, recognition goes off in your mind. Can you make me an, uh, hi- a history check? Sure. Oh, my goodness. So I got a natural 20, but I have a negative one modifier, so it's a 19. And then it's good that you're rolled high, then. <laughs> uh, you recognize uh, one of these two individuals. Uh, the man in the well-tailed suit is Walter Thibault. He is a man that you met at the Mount Hokkaido Zoo at one point, where he was uh, doing some construction work or something, but he wasn't very good at it. I remember. Uh, he eventually let our koala friends free, but uh, from what I understand, and I'll just make an aside to my uh, compatriots, it's like, hey, this guy is uh, shady, as they say. He's not on the up and up. It's not very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? He's not um, honorable, or uh, he cheats, he steals. That th- All the things I don't like, this is this guy. Do I hear that while I'm talking to uh, the shabby suit guy? Uh, but we, we can assume that you, you just, just before you started talking to him, he's like, he whispered this in your ear. I stare at the, the Walter Tebow with discriminating eyes. How unglorious. I'm a paladin that uh, is based on glory, by the way, the oath of glory. So cheating is not right. <laughs> Do you guys think that maybe if we like toss him a couple gold coins maybe he'll give us information that he might not otherwise give us well I, we could but mind you we're pretty strong and um we could use money for i don't want to make this guy more rich i prefer maybe uh soak him in the head if necessary or you know threaten at least because he's not a very good man i mean feel free to give him money if you like i just don't think it's wise what, what you're saying is he might like just give me some false information for the money, just because he wants money. That's right. I should probably keep my voice down. I'm just realizing this. <laughs> oh yeah, well, Walter Tebow and uh, and the other person are just like waiting patiently for you to uh, to finish your conversation among yourselves, kind of eyeing you up and down. Well, I I'll turn to Walter Tebow and I'll start the conversation. I'll be like, "Excuse me, sir." Um. <clears throat> I try to toss my discrimination aside. Uh, have you seen a dragonborn and... No, two dragonborn. No, you're right. One dragonborn and... Wait, are they both dragonborns? I'm so confused because they're one dragonborn and two 
I believe they're Goliaths, right? Yes, and their name is Mickey. Have you seen them by any chance? They used to, they, they actually work with the construction people. And they might wear helmets like us. And I kind of show them the helmet, leaning so, my head forwards. Pretty much as soon as you finish the sentence, uh, while Tibo says, nope, haven't seen no Mickeys. Don't know. All right, I would like to remove my helmet because I don't think we need to um, have them on at the bar necessarily. And I'll say, excuse me, Mr. Tibo, we had a run-in at the zoo at the Mount Hokkaido Zoo. Wonderful zoo, by the way. Um, I don't... Well, actually, DM, could I do an insight check to see if he's uh, lying? Sure you can. Perfect. An insight check. Oh, I got a nine. Mm, I mean, he's kind of hard to read. Are, are these guys like the bouncers or something of the of the bar? Yep, right? they appear to be uh, the bouncers uh, of the rambunctious raccoon. And uh, to answer uh, your, your question, he's like... Yeah, I kind of remember your face. Uh, I had a pretty sweet gig going on uh, at the at the zoo until uh, until your your folk showed up. Like I said, fire breathing kittens. Whenever they roll into town, business just goes downhill. And then uh, the the guy next to him pipes up. He's like, Ah, come come on, the, the fire breathing kittens aren't so bad. You know, one of them healed me one time when I was killed by a baby dragon. So you know, they they have some good points. Yeah, yeah, you almost died to a baby dragon. It's very dramatic. You've told me the story like six, six times already. I'm sorry, boss. Sorry, boss. So why are you a bouncer here at the Rambunctious Raccoon, Mr. Thibault? He just kind of looks you up and down uh, almost dismissively, and he's like, "Um, well, I don't really discuss the contents of my uh, curriculum vitae with uh, people I hardly know, so uh, I will say I'm working here to make money. All right. And so you've not seen any Mickeys? Uh, he, he, he almost wants to uh, once again, like, kind of, kind of, how you say, like, sh- shove you off. Like, no, no, I don't know it. But then, uh, but his, his colleague is like, I mean, yeah, the, the, the Dragonborn and two Goliaths, uh, the, they're construction workers, right? They were, they were here a couple of times, the last couple of weeks. And Walter Tibo just gives him like a, a dead eye look, like, okay, fine, you can. Sure, if you want to talk to these fellas, sure. And he just leans back against the wall and lights up a cigarette. He does not have a great... Uh, I mean, he doesn't have a terrible uh, interaction history with the Fire Reaver Kittens, but they do seem to get in the way of just him like doing his work like every time they show up. So he's like, I, I like this job. I'm trying to keep it here. I'm just not going to interact with you folks, and that's the best way for me to keep my job going. I'm just going to say, you know, the sooner you tell us the info we need, the sooner we'll leave, okay? And I turn to uh, the shabby-looking guy who's being a bit more cooperative. He is Nessu, indeed. by the way. <laughs> Which one do you saying this to? I'm saying it to the shabby-looking guy. Oh, uh, yeah, he's thanks, been thanks. I, uh, I, I mean, there was a dress code here, and I just got to put, put it out of my uh, my, uh, my drawers. I haven't worn a suit in a while. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not qualified enough here to, uh, you know, get a suit on the house, so I had to bring my own. That's what I got. But, you know, it's, it still fits. I think it still fits. It's a little bit tighter around the gut. But it's, no it still way. fits very well. That, that looks like it was custom tailored to you, like, right right this minute. It looks great. It looks great. I'm going to say, since he's, uh, he's the new guy around here, and he'll take any compliment he can get, so <laughs> that's an automatic uh, persuasion success uh, on his face. Like, hey, thanks, man, thanks. I, I really I really like to hear that. I, I, I'm doing my best, so, you know, it's... Uh, thanks, thanks. He's, he's glowing up. 
Oh, it's not a problem. It's not a problem. I think, honestly, you're you're doing a bang-up job here, just from what I can tell. Uh, Honestly, I think you might deserve a promotion. You shouldn't be working alongside this uh, this fellow over here. Yep. Well, I I wouldn't go that that far. And, like, well, he was like, yeah, I left in a strange woman into the the artist's entrance, which she didn't know, and he just let her in. That's not a smart move. It's like, yeah, I'm sorry, boss. I'm sorry. Okay, I didn't know. I was, it was like, all right, I was, I was only working here a couple of days yet, and uh, this, this woman showed up, and you know, I, I thought she was one of the entertainers. I just let her in, you know, and, you know. Would you mind letting us in? We'd like to look around and ask questions. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. We, we're not really open yet. It's, it's like in the middle of the day, and we're more of a uh, nighttime establishment. So, uh, so yeah, we're, not, we're the- not really open yet. Do you know if the bartender's here by any chance? You know, prepping, getting ready? Oh, I mean, he's it, it, sure to be in the back somewhere, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I turn to... I, I, I kind of uh, I kinda have to... You know, I'm, it is my job to keep people outside, and we're not open yet, so I kind of have to keep you outside. That is kind of my job, so I'm sorry about that. It'll only be a minute. We're just going to ask a few questions, and we'll be right out. I mean, I mean, if you have Please? any questions, I, I can try to, to, to help you, uh, you know, see if I know anything. Okay, fine. We'll, we'll ask you one more time. Have you seen a dragonborn and two Goliaths? Must be really hard to miss. About three times my size. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I've seen them. I've seen them. They've, they've been coming around here, uh, you know, in the last couple oh. of weeks, a couple of times. Did okay, you happen to l- see them go, uh, go somewhere? Did they come here like two nights ago, three nights ago? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was the night with the with the strange woman. Yeah, they were here that night. Yeah, uh, I. Uh, all right, okay. You know, it was kind of my fault because I'm not supposed to let strangers into the artist uh, artist entrance. You know, it's only for performers, and I was working the door there. You know, this 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 woman in a in a strange like she had like a I think it was like a dress made of like like butterfly wings or insect wings or something, and uh, you know she. Uh, she just she was just appeared in front of the door and I was like uh, good evening and she just nodded and I was like all right I guess I guess you're one of the performances open the door and let her in and then you know a couple of minutes later she she walked back out with uh, with these uh, with with the dragonborn and these two goliaths uh, big buff guys and also with with the other bob uh, bouncer that was working that night yeah oh that that's right he hasn't he hasn't been back to work for a couple of days as well like and, and Walter Tebow pipes up, like, yeah. Why do you think I'm here? I got to work in the new guy because that guy ran off. And uh, what's the new bouncer's name? It sounds like he might be missing too. Oh, uh, the the new bouncer in this case is the guy you're talking to. Oh, yeah. And what about uh, the the bouncer that was taken? Oh, uh, that was uh, that was Shaggin. Uh, <laughs> was he a dragon by any chance? <laughs> oh no no no! He was a half orc. He was a big strong oh, I- guy. Shaggin the Dragon, I thought would have been a would have been a fun name, but <laughs> half orc, okay. All right, this hey guy guys, like... I need to. <laughs> yeah, that's that's funny. <laughs> I need to talk to you privately for a little bit. Uh, excuse me, Walter, and what was your name? Uh, meticulously dressed bouncer man. Oh, uh, I'm Derek. Derek Novakova. Uh, nice to meet you. All right, team meeting. Okay, so um, I've been in a couple of different places encountering more and more of these moth-like people and they're not very nice. They like to take people 
and I'm pretty sure that they've these three that we're looking for plus this other bouncer have been kidnapped. Um, they they live in a different. I don't know. Somebody tried to explain it to me. I don't really understand it, but a different plane of existence, which doesn't make sense to me. But um, like rolling planes, not like the planes where you're from. Like a, I I don't know. So if you were to picture our world as a house, they're in a different house. That's how somebody explained it to me. It seemed to make sense. So so they might live down the street, is what you're saying. Yeah. That's roughly what I'm trying to say. So what we should probably do is investigate the scene of the crime uh, or look around this artist's entrance. And apparently they like to leave some magical dust around. Don't don't touch it. It's not, not good for you. Oh, I already got some of that, actually. I got some of that dust. Oh, well, delightful. Well, Balpator, then, you don't touch it. Okay. I mean, I do have this kind of dust that I got from my last mission uh makes my spells powerful but uh i'll try not to mix those two uh excuse me derek can we go look at this artist entrance thank you so much for your help and i would like to give him uh five gold pieces i just i just really like the uh no no don't don't touch the dust and it i think it's a, happened a couple of episodes now where it was like oh yeah i touched the dust oh i also touched the dust oh you mean the dust yeah i touched the dust <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Derek's like, oh, hey, hey thanks, man. Hey, I, I haven't gotten a tip before since I started working here. This is great. All right. Uh, I'll, uh, yeah, Walters, it's okay if I like Walters. Yeah, yeah, I'll, it's in the middle of the day. Nobody's going to come here. I'll, I'll watch the front door. You go on the, on the back. All right, thanks, thanks. And uh, Derek uh, walks with you guys like around, uh, around the building to a side street. And there's uh, a, a very heavy, uh, heavy built uh, cast iron door with like extra locks on it. Is on the other side of the building. Uh, and there's there's a third. Uh, oh no, there wouldn't be. Uh, yeah, and uh, the, this this door is uh, unguarded, but this door is very sturdy. So you know, during the day, nobody's gonna come here usually, so it's probably fine. And Eric is like, "Well, uh, here we are. Uh, as some of the performers are already uh, prepping inside, so I, I I can't really get let you in. They'll they'll get mad at me, you know. But you're free to look around here if you want, you know." So we can't go through this cast iron door, is what you're saying. I, I mean, I mean, okay, they're, they're kind of like like getting into their performance outfits. So there's like there's like half naked people in there. If I let you all in there, they're gonna, it's not gonna be looking good for me in this job, man. Come on. Well, we we look like construction workers. We, you could just say, well, you know, you're letting us in to to fix the door. And there's possibly three or four now missing people here. And we need to investigate. <laughs> you need to go in there and tell them to put some clothes on so we can interview every single one of them. You, you see him You see him looking at you. He's like, well, you are wearing hard hats. Like, oh, oh, but I don't see any high reflecting vests. Uh, uh, that's how you can tell. I knew tell. I forgot to ask for something. <laughs> but uh, make make me a persuasion roll uh, for that. Uh, let's, see if, let's see if we can work him. Oh, I'm not great at that. <laughs> that is a 13. <laughs> like, ah, it's, 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 I, I mean, the, the main entrance, uh, maybe not the artist entrance. I can't, I can't do that, man. That's, that they're going to be, they're going to be mad at me. Well, but, what if know. we just go through the main entrance and then we can go back to see the artist people and say, excuse us, please get dressed. We would like to ask you questions. And then, 
you know, they're not surprised. Can we do that? I mean, I don't even know if they were they were working there that day. I know I was working and Chegan was working, but I don't know about, about the art schedule. I mean, I mean, if you're looking around for weird things, there, there was this weird thing that they left behind. Oh? Yeah, Derek is, is one of those guys where, you know, he, he, used to, he used to have a different job where it was like a very cushy job. And this is first like kind of back in the real world job. So he's <laughs> not really fast on the uptake. You got to help him a little bit here. <laughs> So what funny thing would you say was left? Oh, uh, he just kind of pats his suit and like uh, from one of the back, pocket, back pockets, he, he pulls out a, a, crumbled, a crumbled piece of paper and he's like, uh, and rolls it out and you see like a piece of paper with like weird uh, uh, like shifting letters on it, which makes it very hard to read. Oh, they left, uh, they left this when they left. You know, uh, Shagan was like, uh, don't worry, don't. Hey, God, don't worry. We're going to a party. You know, can you hold on to this for me? The, the, the missus said, uh, you know, hold on to this for me. So I'm letting you hold on to this for me. So it's like a chain going on here. So and then, and so now I have it. That looks like a... Can I... Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Nope. <laughs> uh, can I take the paper and analyze it much closer? Oh, sure. He, he, he answered to you. And now I'm giving it to you. The chain continues. Oh, is this bad? <laughs> Um, can I make an arcana check? See if I recognize what's going on here? Sure, sure. Go for it. Okay. Alrighty. 17. Alright, alright. Alright, you sense that there's definitely some kind of magic in uh, in here that makes it uh, like impossible to read the, the letter by normal means. Uh, if you have some kind of, uh, if you have either uh, uh, comprehend languages or uh, magic uh, magical uh, detection stuff, then you may be able to to get some meaning out of this. Actually, I do have. Um, it's not quite detect magic, but I can open my senses as a wild path of wild magic barbarian and see what kind of magic it has. I'd like to do that if I may. Um, you certainly may. Perfect. Uh, is it magical? Uh, you do sense some magic in there, and as you open your uh, your consciousness towards the, you know, the possibility of magic around you. Uh, so, skirmish. How would you describe your magic? So it says the description. It says as an action, I can open my awareness to the presence of concentrated magic until the end of my next turn. I know the location of any spell or magic item within sixty feet of you that isn't behind total cover. Uh, when you sense a spell, you learn the school of magic to which it belongs. That's 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 true. That's true. I was more like like on the broader scale. Like, oh. would you say your magic is like unpredictable, uncontrollable, uh, very, wild even? Very much so. Yes. Great. So as you open your mind to magic and you start to sense the magic in this note, you see it kind of start flaring up, and letter the the letters that are on the paper start kind of flowing out of it, and. Your magic is kind of triggering a thing here. And before you know it, you see the letters on this... The letters on this letter... Uh, swim over towards you and just embed themselves in your skin. And as you look, uh, Skirmish uh, turns into a gray kind of whirlpool in the air. And he is gone. Uh... <laughs> uh, Skirmish, am, am I, uh, did I remember correctly that you had a, 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 a servant thingy with you? I did, but I didn't, um, I didn't call him with me. Oh, okay. That's fair. I turned to Derek and I grabbed hold of his collar. What did you do to him? Bring him back! 
I don't know, man. I just, I just work the door. I don't do magic. I mean, I'm just a guy. I turn to Clip Clop. Clip Clop, what should we do? Uh, I, I never, I, I've never seen any kind of like what, vortex or kind of like tornado. I don't even know what happened, man. Uh, I guess, can I look up in the sky? Like, what do I see? Is he still up there or? Uh, no, that, it's not in the sky. It's just like in front of you. It's like a, a let's say about. Oh, vortex? Yeah, it's about a seven, eight feet tall uh, sh- sh- rolling vortex of energy that's just like in the air hanging there. It's about one feet off the ground. Should I we uh, sh- should we walk in? I-, I I don't I don't really know what to do in this kind of situation. <laughs> I shout, "Are you okay, skirmish?" DM, am I able to hear them? Uh, you are not. Okay, sorry, no answer for you, Balbator. All right, how, how about this? We, we're not getting much of a response, it seems like. What if I just, like, put my hand in and see if I can, like, reach around and grab him? Or grab something? Does that sound like a good idea? Are you guys talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, what was that? Sorry. <laughs> I was, like, brain farting. <laughs> it's like, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> what was it again? <laughs> I was saying, since we're not really hearing much of a response from uh, from skirmish, should I should I maybe like try to stick my hand in there and, and see if I can like feel around for him? You know what? That's not fair. We'll both do it at the same time. I grab Derek as well, and we're <laughs> all three of us are gonna put our hand in on a count of three. Make me are you a, ready, uh, Make make me a a uh, a athletics check to grapple Derek and force his hand into the portal because he is a pretty big strong guy, especially okay. compared to you. Let's see if speed works. I'm pretty good at my athletics. You said right? Yes, athletics. Okay. Oh yeah. Uh, seventeen plus uh three, twenty. All right, he rolled a natural a f- twenty. I rolled a natural free, so I don't think he's going to win that. He doesn't have a, <laughs> that high of a bonus. All right, so, yeah, apparently you grab uh, grab <laughs> Derek's wrist and just shove it into the portal at the same time as you guys do. And with a loud slurping sound, all three of you are sucked into this gray vortex, and the gray vortex itself collapses in on itself. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and like w- Walter Tebow walks around the back of the building are you kind of done around here it's like hello <laughs> ah, damn it Derek ah, and he just walks away meanwhile inside the gray vortex uh, all, uh, all four of you now are uh, falling through, uh, through in this case mostly space not time luckily we're not in that part of the adventure yet uh Huh? <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> uh. You feel yourself falling through space, and uh, as you, with a thump, uh, all four of you uh, land on hard ground. Oh, hey, skirmish oh. here. Oh, thanks for joining me. Uh, what was that all about? Well, first uh, of all, are you okay? Oh, I'm fine. I fall down often. <laughs> That's not reassuring. Is this, uh... Is this one of those things? Is it like one of those like other houses down the street you were talking about? Is are we in it right now? Uh, well, let me take a look around to see if this is a house I recognize. Uh, DM, is this a place I recognize? Sure. As you uh, you stand up and look around, you uh, 
You recognize some of the sights here. Uh, you are on a uh, high cliff, and as you look down the cliff, you see the city of Nicobar lying below you. Uh, if you would estimate that you have not teleported more than like maybe 10, 15 miles from the location where you were before, uh, but you're on a very high cliff uh, overlooking the city, and on that cliff with you is what appears to be, um, how should I say, an old crumbling cathedral overgrown with uh, what looks to be black thorny vines that have been burned. Also, each of you takes uh, seven bludgeoning damage from the fall you took, and also seven cold damage, because the space you were going through was uh, was kind of a weird between-dimension things where the light of the sun does not, uh, you know, heat up things. So, yeah. Sorry, how much Ouch. was that? Uh, seven bludgeoning and seven cold damage. Ooh. Um, so, I'm resistant to cold. Do I get uh, just then three damage or four? How does that work? Uh, yeah, you round down when you're having. So okay. that's free. Uh, Derek is also here, and he is uh, he is barely conscious at this point, probably. Oh, he's got a couple of hit points left. He's not he's, he's sturdy, but he's not adventurer level sturdy. She's so like, oh, oh my gosh, what? Where did you take me? Uh, calm down. So we're on a cliff outside a a temple, I believe, a church, and you can see the beautiful city of Nicomoy over there. So. We're not exactly in a new house, clip-clop. We're just in a different room of this house. But something strange is afoot. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to use my, my amulet. It's a master's amulet. I haven't used it before. I got it, got it recently. And so I'm going to telepathically communicate with my, my shield guardian. And it's going to take him a while, but he's going to walk over here. Not sure. I'll let the DM decide how long it takes him to get there. He's uh, he's a common. He's on his way. All right. <laughs> I, I'm imagining like the he's in the guild hall. And he just wakes up and he's like, oh yeah, he's over there. And just he makes the straight straightest most straight line he can can do, going through fences and houses and walls. Like <laughs> probably his name is. Uh, I read he had a sign on him. His name is uh, Deadly Mackine, and so we're gonna have. Mr. I just call him Mr. McKine because Deadly seems very aggressive. So he's going to join us soon. Says says Mr. Killington. <laughs> hey, that's, I didn't choose that name. My, my mother gave me that name. Oh, and it's lovely. It's lovely. <laughs> All right. So you have you have one uh, you have one robotic servant uh, incoming some undetermined time away from you. What do you want to do? Uh, I would like to take a look at this. Uh, Strange edifice. All right. Well, uh, you are about uh, 120 feet uh, away from the, the 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 front entrance of this uh, cathedral. Uh, like I said, it's it looks to be an old building. Uh, you see some masonry around it that has probably fallen off from higher parts, and the entire structure seems to be uh, completely covered uh, and overgrown with uh, blackened, as if burned, uh, thorny vines. <clears throat> Can I uh, do detect evil again, uh, real close to the to the vines? Sure, sure. Then I'm assuming okay. uh, you're you're walking up to the to the cathedral. Yes, I walk up. Uh, I just kind of analyze everything, and then I cast detect detect evil. See what I see. I'd like see to see what I detect. I'd like to walk next to him, just on by, oh, by his I'm, side. I'm still. 
Yeah, and I'll hold Derek's hand coming with me, so all three of us oh, come no. together. <laughs> I'll just Derek. stand back and uh, and 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 watch and make sure like nothing uh, nothing crazy is coming our way or anything. Uh, Derek is uh, if you're dragging him towards the strange cathedral, he is definitely going to try and contest your grapple. So he's going to make okay. an athletic check, and you can make uh, another athletic check to hold on to him if you want. Wow. Oh my gosh, he's rolling so bad. <laughs> I rolled a 16 and plus uh, athletics, uh, plus three, so 19. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you're, you're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> I'm just like dragging him at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm literally not paid enough for this. Literally. But yeah, well, yeah, Skirmish it, gave you five gold, so like, don't be <laughs> greedy now. <laughs> I don't think this whole ordeal was part of the arrangement we made for the five gold. All right, I'm coming. I'm coming. Well, this this whole thing happened when you gave us that paper, so this is really on you. You're you're basically a suspect. <laughs> he's like kind of like raises a finger to make a point, and then just retracts, and he's like, "Oh yeah, you're making a good point. I did give you the paper. Oh, oh man." Oh, jeez. And he just kind of slumps his head and, you know, just, just lets himself get dragged by you towards the weird cathedral. <laughs> there, there, so, Derek. It's okay. We'll we'll look out for you. We we don't blame you. Oh, gosh. Protecting. I mean, he's not a commoner level, but, you know, uh, he's not he's not level eight adventurer stuff. All right. All right. So we're going to drag along this poor individual. All right. So you get within range of the cathedral close enough for you to use your uh, ability. Um, it's a weird sensation that you're coming from this, uh, getting from this place. There's, there's two things to notice. First is the weird sensation. Uh, so what's, what kind of creatures can you detect with your, uh, uh, your I can yeah. detect, uh, aberration, celestial, elemental, fey, fiend, or undead within 30 feet of me, uh, as well as, uh, where the creature is located, uh, but um, similarly, you know, if there is a place or object within 30 feet of you that has been magically consecrated or desecrated, the spell can penetrate most barriers, but is blocked by one foot of stone, one inch of common metal, a thin sheet of lead, or three feet of wood or dirt. And it's a concentration up to 10 minutes. All right. So, I mean, isn't that just the, the paladin detection thing that's doing? Or you're, oh. you're actually using the spell? Oh, I think I'm actually using a spell. You're right. I forgot. Paladin does have a... Oh, yeah. You, you basically have that as a special ability that you can just use X times okay. a day for free. So I would recommend okay, I'll, switching I'll to that one. one it's yeah, I'll free. switch to that one. <laughs> yeah. The same thing. Uh, so what you notice is you you do sense a strange otherworldly hour for like a second. And then, it's, and then it feels like a completely normal building. You don't sense any weird vibes of it. It was just a moment though, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just just like a moment. It's like, hi, I think this building is weird. No, it's fine. He probably also detects a, a little bit of fey, but that's just me behind him. Oh. Ah, there it is. The, the centaur is muddying up the signal, probably. Yeah, that's probably what it is. <laughs> so there was a second thing that you noticed now that you've gotten close to this building. Uh, you see a pair of moth wings, that are, uh, large moth wings that have been... Uh, I well, all right, I'm just... I don't know how first your characters are with a knowledge of insects, so they might be moth wings, butterfly wings, you know, bee wings, 
for the sake of argument, we're just going to call them moth wings because wink, wink. <laughs> most of us know what's going on here. Uh, but you see a pair of moth wings that have been ripped off some kind of giant uh, creature with moth wings and have been spiked above the door of this cathedral. What an entrance. I wonder if that's yep. good luck. So it's like a large double-doored cathedral, black for- black and thorny vines all around it, and two large wings just stapled into the front of it. This is like a movie poster scene. Oh, my God. I don't know about you guys, but this place looks m- just fine to me. <laughs> I mean, no evil vibes coming from it. Yeah, sounds good. Let's, let's go. Yeah, let's see what glorious vines we can find. Right, Derek? And I turn to Derek. <laughs> He's like, as you're making declarations to go inside, Derek will once again try to contest your grapple. He's like, I'm just going to stay outside. He's going to roll another. <laughs> oh, my God. He rolled another free. Oh, my God. Derek. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, okay. I got a 10 this time. So plus three, 13. Are we going to get Derek killed? <laughs> like, I feel like that's what's going to happen, guys. <laughs> Once again, you hold on to the... I mean, this is... Because you're specifically not a strong person, but you are holding back this... He's like this he's is, like six foot two and broad. And you're like just dragging him. This is, this is amazing. All right. Yep. He's, he's still he's still in your grip. You're dragging him along. And I like... I, I catch up to them since I was like hanging back, just kind of watching what was happening. I uh, actually do a little quick pep talk with Derek. Derek, this is our chance to find glory. Think about what was the most glorious thing that happened in your life. It can happen today. Finding that suit, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, the most glorious thing for me was probably being brought back to life after being killed by a baby dragon. Uh, oh. So yeah, not, you, you not told that us glorious. that story already. Not that glorious when I think about it. Yeah, but yeah. How, how many people can say that they've died twice and come back twice? I mean, you already know how it's how it happens. So, I, you have nothing to fear. We're we're on the case. And imagine the story you'll tell Tebow back at the at the bar. Are you implying I'm gonna die again? No, I'm just saying don't fear. If it happens, we've got you covered. And if it doesn't, well, then we've also got you covered. So it's all right. <laughs> Oh, oh! So one of you is like a very powerful healer. Right, then we're fine. Okay, good, good. Well, I, I, I just have a question. I've never died myself before. Um, so I'm just curious. Uh, when you died, uh, did you like what's on the other side? Did you did you see anything? Was there anything there? So, so this is Derek doesn't notice, but Derek was just knocked unconscious. But as far as he know, he was he was attacked by a, by a quote unquote dragon. So he's like, I'll probably die from that. So it's like, yeah, no, there were some weird things. I saw I saw the face of people I know because you only dream about the face of people you already know. It's like, yeah, yeah, there was like like my mom and she was looking kind of disappointed at me, and then there was like my older brother who has always been better than me at things. It was it was kind of not not like a great place. It wasn't terrible. I wasn't being tortured or anything, but a lot of people were looking at me disapprovingly. That does not bode well for me when I die then. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Do you have people that are disappointed at you on the regular as well? <laughs> uh I'd I'd rather not get into that, but uh uh yeah, my 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 entire family uh and clan kind of met an unfortunate fate. Uh uh, that may or may not have been my fault, but uh, let, let's move on. I, I really don't want to dwell on this. I don't like thinking about it. De- Derek was going to push for like, no, 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 let's stay outside the church and talk about this. But then you <laughs> kind of mentioned the whole dad clan thing. And he's like, 
okay, I can't really keep to ask about this. All right, I'll just, yeah, he's, okay, he's hanging his head and he's let, let's just all be dragged along again. <laughs> so um, we're at the door now? Yeah, you're, uh, at, you know, within 30 feet of it. Uh, how should we approach? Are the Kick. double doors closed? They are. Well, if there's anything I've learned from my past adventures, uh, kicking the doors in uh, is always a good idea. So <laughs> I suggest we kick in the doors. Yep. I agree. I do like the direct approach. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, are, are you going to kick in the doors, Clip-Lop? Uh yeah, I'll I'll kick in the doors. I I, I turn around and uh, I I I get ready with my two back legs and I and I just kind of like buck them, buck the door with my two back legs. Ooh, I hope it's not locked. That's gonna hurt. Can you just quickly make me an uh, athletics check or a strength check, whichever you prefer? Uh, the door will probably just go open, but I want to see how uh, how smashed you make this because you're a big strong centaur. Uh, seventeen. Uh, is it with, with your bonus? That actually is with my bonus. All right. Oh, that's that's more good enough. Well, they are two big, heavy doors, but with two strong back leg, back legs, you uh, you kick them both uh, open. They don't they don't like fall off the hinges or shatter or anything. They just get smashed open a little bit, and they just <laughs> do the <laughs> usual finest, uh, uh... <laughs> ominous door sound we all know and love. I would like to pump my fist when I see that happen. Like, yeah. <laughs> And I'll shout, fire-breathing kittens, freeze! <laughs> D- Derek will also half-raise his face and go like, yeah! <laughs> now you're on the team. Way to go, Derek. I'm getting into That's the spirit. spirit. Yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing it, guys. <laughs> um, where you have a, a shadowy entrance to a cathedral in front of you, uh, you can see uh, about uh, you know, 30, 40 feet inside. That's where about the light uh, stops. Uh, it appears to be, um, you know, uh, an, 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 an a small entrance hall with uh, another set of double doors uh, somewhere in the back of that. Um, there appears to be a collection of statues that line this uh, the, from the entranceway uh, to the second set of doors that you can see. I'd like to look at the statues. All right. Uh, are you looking for anything specific? or uh, Just seeing uh, what they're statues of, if they're people or what situations they're in. Like, is it a, a relief where they're eating grapes or something? All right. Uh, one half of uh, the, the, the statues on the left of the path inside uh, are all human-looking statues. They are not all of the same uh, individual. They are different individuals, but they all appear to be human. The statues on the right side of the path all appear to be elven, also different individuals. Uh, most of them are in like neutral poses. Some of them, some of them do are holding grapes. Uh, others are holding uh, like flower wreaths, and some of them are holding uh, like uh, ro- uh, bouquets of roses that kind of like overgrow them. And uh, you think you see some of the rose thorns like embed in the what appear to be the, you know the the skin of the statues. And you said there's a back door like in the back area of the oh, room. Oh yeah, further in. I would like to use my, my hammer and knock away some of the vines that, that are uh, poking into the statue. All right. Well, uh, the, the vines that I was specifically describing are part of like a stone bouquet that's the central oh, okay. is part of the statue. Never but there are also some of the vines that are outside this cathedral also have grown in, into the inside of it. So there are some of these large blackened vines inside the room. 
So if you want, you can smash those. Yeah, I, I do like smashing things, so I'll go ahead and smash some black vines. All right. Skirmish walks into the room to smash some black vines. Uh, all right, go ahead and make me a... a uh, this is probably just a, a strength of athletics to just see how badly you smash the thing. Or an attack, whichever you want, whichever bonus is higher for you. I'll do an attack. Go for it. I got a 15 to uh, attack roll. And then, uh, oh yeah, two hands. All right. I got a 14 damage. All right. You're, you're wielding some kind of hammer, I assume? Yes. All right. Don't that take down the it. entire cathedral. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a hammer for smashing uh, vines is, uh, is actually pretty great in this situation. Normally, it wouldn't really work because vines are usually kind of, you know, bouncy. But these have been uh, blackened as if burned, so they kind of crack easily under the might of your hammer. And uh, black soot and dust uh, uh, shoots out of the vines. Um, also, another thing dust? that happens... Uh, since you have entered this room and I have walked past some of these statues, um, all of you uh, are start hearing uh, voices, multiple voices saying, you should not be here. And uh, probably not Skirmish because he's busy, busy destroying vines, but the two persons that are still like on the outside of the room see that the mouths of these statues have actually become animated and start talking. And they all say, you should not be here. Ten, nine, eight. And they start uh, counting uh, down. <laughs> Uh, I, I think maybe we should leave. I don't think these statues are, are, are taken too kindly to smashing the place up. I'm sorry, what? I, I, I can't hear you. I'm too busy smashing <laughs> vines. Run! Oh, all right. I, I just screamed. Derek, <laughs> you stay and let us know what happens. We're going we're gonna to get out of here. Since Derek here, since he's going to try and make another athletics check to escape your grapple... <laughs> And he rolls a natural 20. Okay, thank you, Derek. You're finally being a big, strong guy. Uh, he beats me. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he rips his arm free. And he's like, oh, no, the statues are talking. He's like, he, he backs off. <laughs> he, he dashes like 60 feet back. <laughs> Meanwhile, Skirmish was smashing uh, vines while this was all happening. Um, outside of the opening, you smash in the vines and the black suit that comes out of it. Uh, step uh, a duel of figures towards you. Oh, uh, hello, I'm sorry. Uh, do you mind if I clean up the place? I'm trying to get rid of these uh, nasty vines. You have a sneaking suspicion that they will probably mind because these appear to be uh, tree people, kind of. Uh, they are a walking. They are both walking tree stumps that are overgrown with these vines that stick out of them like thorns. Uh, yeah, and they kind of lunge at you. So... Uh, they're gonna take a, probably a, take a surprise round. After that, everyone can roll initiative. But first, oh. Ooh. Do. hold on. Oh, that's a, so oh, yeah. Sorry, I, I have a skill I'm very excited about. That if I oh. if I rage immediately, I cannot be surprised. Would you like to rage immediately? Oh, absolutely. Very well. Uh, then please all roll initiative, and we will see if you are you are included in the in the surprise round. The others are not. Uh, but first, we all roll initiative. I got that's a, a no. You go. I got a twelve. You're raging. <laughs> I also got a twelve. I got a ten. All right. In that case, I'm gonna, okay. Derek is not gonna not gonna join this combat unless they are specifically gonna attack him as well. Um, all right. Those strange three people that came in have the highest initiative. So first, we'll have a surprise round with these three individuals and uh, skirmish. Then uh, we'll have uh, the first real round of combat where everybody is included. All right, so uh, 
when uh, doesn't the what the all right remembering this uh, ability specifically i think it says uh, if the first thing you do on your turn is raging then you were included in surprise round right correct I, i'm not surprised if i it's called a primal awareness and if i rage i can't be surprised all right cool Ooh. so that would in my interpretation mean that you will be uh, start raging on your turn so right now you are not yet raging okay because now i can smash you hard before you get that nasty damage reduction <laughs> I mean barbarians, man. You gotta you gotta find some way to get around that, right? Oh, for sure. All right. So uh, I roll. I had to roll the first attack for the first one. I will also roll the second attack for the second one. All right. So the first attack was a twenty-three, and the second attack was a thirteen. Uh, twenty-three hits. Thirteen does not. Can you give me specifically what your armor class is, please? Uh, it is eighteen. All right, then it's still five more than your armor class. That is good. That will trigger something else as well. Advanced monster mechanics. All right, so the attack that hits you, you are slammed with a thorny vine that's wrapped around this uh, this strange uh, creature. And you take seven points of piercing damage as the vines cut into you. All right. But more, important, but more importantly, you also take 12 points of acid damage as some kind of strange rot starts to spread inside your veins. Ooh. And so, since I'm not raging technically yet, I don't have the piercing damage, correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay. Uh, uh, so, okay. Oh, yeah? Oh, I was going to say, as a reaction, I'd like to reduce the damage of the acid. So I nice. can, I can uh, use, oh, what is it called? Stones Endurance. I can um, reduce damage dealt by 1d12 plus 4. I'd like to do that. Oh, that stinks. Well, it's a 5. It's the lowest I could possibly roll. So, yes, a five reduction. Oh, man, if you had rolled high enough to reduce all the acid damage, you would have stopped this second effect, but you certainly do not. <laughs> right. From the point of impact and uh, from the point where also the strange feeling was spreading inside your body, uh, something almost beautiful happens. You know, you, 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 look at, you look at the point of impact, you see the blood kind of flowing out there. It's not that big of a wound. It was only seven piercing damage for you. That's not that much. Uh, but something grows out of it. It's like from from your blood and from the uh, strange stuff that they just put inside your wound, a wilting flower starts to grow and then gets overgrown by mushrooms that stay on your arm. Well, that's gross. <laughs> Keep a note of that uh, while the second attack would miss you and you are now, uh, it's your turn in the surprise round. Okay, so... When I rage, since I'm a Path of Wild Magic Barbarian, I have to roll the Wild Surge mechanic. And I rolled yes. an 8, which means... Uh, oh, I missed it. Hold on. Uh, oh, I'm almost hoping it's the, it's the flower one, because that would be interesting in this scenario. It's not, actually. Uh, how come ah. I can't get to it? Basically, it's the... A bolt of light comes out of my chest, and... Give me one moment. All right. A bolt of light shoots from my chest. Another creature of my choice that I can see within 30 feet of me must succeed on a constitution saving throw or take 1d6 radiant damage and be blinded until the end of my next turn. So, uh, there we go. I'd like to target the one that got the mushrooms on me because I don't like that. <laughs> so let me roll All a 1d6. Right. I got a 1. So, <laughs> 1 radiant damage to that guy and... Oh, uh, sorry. You have to do a constitution saving throw. Sorry. Uh, it was a 10. I'm assuming that's not enough. No, a 15 is the DC. The DC so oh. he has. So he's blinded and takes one point radiant damage before anything else. 
And that's just the start of your turn. Oh, yes. Very exciting. So I would like to make a reckless attack. And uh, I'm going to smash uh, this tree that is now blinded. So give me one moment. Uh, just so you know, uh, since he's already blinded, you, you already get advantage to attacks. Uh, you can still reckless attack if you want, but... Oh, no. well then I won't reckless attack and just take advantage normally. I appreciate that. I mean, <laughs> oh my gosh. S- saves you from getting attacked, uh, you know, uh, with advantage. So. I got a natural 20 for 29. Hey. Oh, damn. Uh, that hits. Big dead. <laughs> so, um, ay ay ay. Let's see. I got, so I'm raging, so that's two, plus the 200 damage is 10, and then whatever critical I would get from that. The two-handed damage is 10? What do you mean by that? I'm, I'm, I'm using two-handed on my, my hammer, like hitting him with my hammer with two hands instead of one-handed a weapon. Oh, oh you mean the, yeah, it's a versatile weapon, so uh, the crit. damage is bigger? Sorry, yes. Oh, all right, sure, sure, yeah. Uh, and for the crit, you just, uh, every dice involved in your damage is, is doubled, so you can just roll all the dice uh, again. Okay. Uh, so I got a five additional. So 11 plus two plus five. Uh, 18. All right. Or was it 11 or 10? Sorry. Uh, I mean, I'll take 11. Okay. I'm trusting your your insight. (laughs) 18 plus the one radiant from the bolt. So there we go. All right. He is now blinded and has been uh, a large part of his uh, trunk has been smashed pretty heavily. Uh, You have a second attack, I believe. I do. Oh, that's fantastic. With (laughs) advantage again. Finding people is pretty good. (laughs) Non-natural 21. I guess, of course, it's non-natural, but not crit. That also hits. Uh, I got a 10. So 10 plus 2 for the rage, so 12 total. All right. You know that he is not looking uh well he this this uh tree uh tree overgrown tree individual is not looking very well he's got two large dents from a hammer inside him and, and a I'm, small searing bit of radiant damage and i'm gonna say that's that's for these mushrooms disgusting <laughs> i'm so glad you mentioned the mushrooms at the end of your turns the mushrooms start to grow and they grow by extracting some of your life energy your maximum hit points are reduced by 10. oh Oh, but ten. We have now entered the first normal round of combat. But before that happens, you hear six, five. Oh no! <laughs> at the top of the round, the three individuals were first again. Then, uh, right, skirmish had a twelve. Sorry, what were the other two initiatives? Do you remember? I also had twelve, and I had a ten. All right, uh, then I will say because, just because skirmish is the closest to these guys, I'm just going to say skirmish is first with his twelve, and then it's uh, clip clop, and then we get to Balbator. Derek has a one, but it's Derek. <laughs> don't, mind, don't mind. He automatically has a one on initiative in this combat. All right, so you're going to get uh, the uh, blinded tree. I'm going to make him roll with disadvantage because he's blinded, uh, which is only a 15, so that's not going to hit. The other tree individual is going to roll normally. For a natural 20. Oh, right. Okay. Uh so uh, that would make it. Uh, that's also five above your AC. So you are hit by another attack that smashed into you and starts, you know, growing another flower thingy. Uh, that's f- sorry. Yeah. Is that me? Oh, yeah. You're you're the only one like right next oh, to these guys. Oh, right. Okay. So, yeah. Sorry. 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 Got right. Uh, that's uh, fourteen piercing damage and uh, eighteen acid damage. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm gonna reduce the piercing in half for seven. 
How much acid damage did you say? Uh, 18. All right. It was a crit, so, you know. Right, no problem. No. Uh, but sadly, since it was uh, f- more than five above your AC, because it's a natural 20. Oh, so no, it wasn't, it wasn't more than five, was it? I oh, he rolled a natural 20, so it's a t- uh, 25 total in this case. Oh, yeah, then I guess it was. Yeah. I mean, strictly speaking, a, a natural 20 doesn't automatically give this effect, but I'm just going to assume that with a natural 20, he will get above five somewhere. That's all right. Yeah, you're the DM. Yeah. I'll trust you. Oh, oh! You shouldn't say that. Oh, <laughs> DM's out to get you. Uh, all right, so you got a second. Uh, where, where do you want the second? Uh, you know, flower and mushrooms to grow. So I suppose on top of my shoulder. All right, all right. So, um, so one on both shoulders, like yeah. a nice Two. shoulder pads. Right. Pauldrons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, uh, all right. So, uh, clip clop. Uh, oh, no, sorry, sorry. No, it's uh, first we're. Once again, going to skirmish. Okay. So, I believe I can use the um, the magic bolt every time as a bonus action, on so, as long Correct. as I'm raging. So, please make a constitution saving throw, the one that is not blinded. Uh, he rolled a two. All so. right. He is blinded, and he will take two radiant damage. All right. Uh if you if you know normal fifth edition mechanics, normally you would get a, a save against ongoing effects on the end of your turn. You didn't get one this time. So is there anything you would like to do against the mushrooms on your body, or just gonna attack? <sighs> I don't know. I'd like to. I'm. I'd like to deal with that later. I'm very insulted, frankly. So I'd like to deal yeah, with this enough. nonsense and then deal with the mushrooms later. I'm. I'm not very smart. I don't know if I, I know. You know that. That's, that's probably fine. It's Don't worry about it. It's fine. I'm sure it's just fine. Well, it could be tasty. Oh, that's true. I, I could uh, have a new horticultural experience. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and attack the, uh, the second one that, well, they're both blinded. I'll go ahead and attack the first one that's not looking too great. Sure. That's a 28 to hit. Yeah, that, that hits. And then uh, nine, oh no, plus two, 11 damage. With 11 damage, you smash through his fr- trunk and he crumbles into a piece of wood and vine. Uh, I would like to, to spit on his woody corpse. Is that a free action? <laughs> I will allow that as a free action, oh, sure. Oh, perfect. So, like that. That's for the mushrooms. Careful, micro. That's, that's true. <laughs> Something micro. <laughs> <laughs> a, a little spit flower just boop, pops oh. up out of the wood. So I raise my eyebrows like, not going to do that again. I'll go ahead and attack the second one then. Uh, All right, tw- go for 26 it. to hit. Yeah, that hits. <laughs> and then, oh, wow. Um, so that's 16 plus 2, 18 damage. Ooh, that's a hefty chunk. You put a large dent to his trunk. All right, is there anything else you want to do? Uh, I believe that's all I can do. Um, yes, my bonus action did that attack, yeah. Um, well, I'd like to move behind him. Yep, you can do that. He is blinded, so you're free to move around him however you wish. He does not get attack of opportunity if he's blinded. All right. All right, you are now behind him. At the end of your turn, since you have two beautiful mushroom flower thingies on your body that, that continue to grow, your maximum hit points are reduced by 20 because you have two of them now. Nice. That's lovely. <laughs> this is fine. Just don't worry about it. That's it's, good. it's fine. Clip club. You see uh your your good friend uh, Skirmish has two very cool looking like mushroom shoulder pauldrons. He's he's 
you know, he's kind of getting into that armor game, I think. <laughs> how uh, how far away am I from the uh, from these uh, tree mushroom people? Uh, they're probably about like twenty feet inside the room, so not that far. Okay. Uh, let's see. What am I gonna do then? Um, skirmish. What's your uh, what's your HP at currently? I'd say on a scale of one to sixty-three, it's about a forty-four. Okay, that's not as bad as I thought it might have been. Uh, <laughs> hmm. And there's only one. We, there's only one tree person left, if I'm uh, remembering correctly. Correct. Okay, then I guess I'll. Uh, you know what? I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna go ahead and try and. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna race towards the last. Uh, the last tree person. And I guess I will uh, try to try to. <laughs> I will attack him with both of my whips that I have. <laughs> that is a ooh, not great. Uh, oh, you I have guess, advantage on your attacks, by the way. He's, bli- uh, he's blinded. Yes, the second one is still oh, he's blinded. blinded. Yeah. Uh, that is a seventeen to attack. A seventeen hits. All right, and uh, sorry, one second. Trying to find my dice here. So that is uh, 10 and 7 <laughs> slashing damage. Uh, uh, that's that's just your first attack, right? You, you, make, yes. you, make, you make two attacks with your standard action, and then a third attack with your bonus action because you're using two, two light weapons. And you all right. you, you know, roll, the, roll the damage for each one of those after you've done the three attacks. Sorry, so that's uh, th- uh, three. I'm sorry. Um, That's all right. What would that be? That'd be three... uh... If you want, since there's only kind of one target left at this moment, you can just uh, roll your free... Just free your free attacks. And then, uh, depending on how many you hit, you can roll your damage one, two, or three times. It's probably easier. Oh, right. I see what you're saying. Okay. Uh, So that is 22 for the next attack. Yep. And then uh, 10. For the for the final, all right. So the third third attack misses. First to hit, so you can just roll your damage for your whips two times, which I think is one d four plus four now. Because you have eighteen strength. So that's eight and five. All right, thirteen thirteen whipping damage. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, normally if you like whip a tree, you wouldn't think it would do much, but you're a strong fella, so. No, you're whipping the bark of this uh, this tree individual. Uh, it does uh, does a good amount of damage. He, he is also not looking very well, but he's still uh, he's still standing with his you know tree trunk foot on the ground. I'm not really. Sh- I have not figured out their feet situation. It's like a diglet situation going on here. We don't know what <laughs> they look like from the waist down. <laughs> is there anything else you would like to do? You've uh, you've moved. You action. Your bonus action. So you probably just have a little bit of movement left. Uh, yeah, I think I'll also, uh, you know what, I'm going to join Skirmish uh, behind him, so that uh, he's blind, maybe he won't be able to to sense where I'm going. Alright, cool, cool. Alright, then we go to Bulbator. Alrighty. Uh, how far am I from the whole chaos? Uh, about 20, they, they were about 20 feet inside the room, so 20 feet. Okay, okay. Then I'm just going to charge, I'm just going to charge head on with my rapier. Uh, and my shield, and uh, just ram right into the into the uh, the tree guy. 
All right, uh, go for it. He's still blinded, so you still have advantage in all your attacks. Oh, nice. Okay. Advantage. So dice. good. So good. 21. That hits. Okay. And then my... Oh, second attack. Uh, 14. Uh, 14 misses. Okay. So one damage. 1d8. Oh, that's bad. Um, Three. Frito, have you added your dexterity modifier? I, I rolled a one, and my dexterity modifier is two. Uh, oh. oh, and I add proficiency, right? Uh, not to the damage. Uh, oh, okay. You're, yeah, you're, so... You still only have plus two dexterity modifier? Yeah, it's 15. Uh, all right, I put yeah, it sure. All in, I put it all in charisma, which is out of 20, so... <laughs> I mean, he, he was very low, but he's not like three hit points low on damage, so he just <laughs> barely, barely survives for another round. Oh, oh man. <laughs> um, you have any, any small bonus actions, smitey things or something? Oh, yeah, I have smite, right? <laughs> Oh, yes. If, if yeah, you hit when an attack, I think you I'm can just say that to smite. Okay. Yeah, I think I'll use smite for the attack that hits. Um, All right. Okay. Do I... What do I do again? Uh, you just expand one uh, spell slot. If it's level one spell slot, you do 2d8 extra radiant damage. 2d8. That's pretty good. Okay. 2d8 radiant. Okay, so seven and a one. So that's eight. Eight damage. All right. And with that extra radiant damage... A glow inside the tree person lights him up, and then he just bursts out uh, from the inside out. He's uh, he is felled, but we are not out of initiative yet because we are back at the top of the round. You hear four, three, oh. two, skirmish. You are up. Well, I'm not very aware of my surroundings. I'm, I I would like to hit something else. So, um, are the warnings coming from uh, either? the human statues or the elf statues or all of them? Uh, you're not sure if it's all of them, but you're at least sure that uh, it's both the humans and the elves. You also hmm. still have two mushrooms on your body to say. It's true. Well, I suppose I will use my action to pick away at one of the mushrooms, just yank it out. All right. You Ouch. can excise and... Oh, there it is. <laughs> You can excise one of the mushrooms if you want. That's sure. That's that's fine. Yep, I would like to do that. All right. Can you make me a? You can either choose a medicine check or an attack roll for this. Attack roll. Uh, I'll use. Um, I'll probably use my um, my javelin because it's pointy to kind of poke pry it out. I don't think my hammer would do very good. So, attack roll. It is eighteen. All right. That's more than enough. Yeah, you jam your javelin in there, just wiggle it around it, pop out the, the, the mushroom thingy. You do inflict five piercing damage on yourself, but it oh. is out. I am raging, so it's, it's only two yeah, damage. That's, that's halved. So here's a question. I know I drop out of rage if um, I, don't, I don't attack or receive damage, but since I attacked myself, am I still raging? Loophole. That is technically a loophole to stay in rage that people Perfect. use. Perfect. Yes. I'm going to do that wow. then. So for my second attack, I would like to <laughs> attack the other mushroom. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> Ooh, that's a nine. All right. So you still exercise it, but because it was below a 10, you instead take 10 piercing damage. Which I will turn Since into a five. A bit, a bit messily, you know. Jam it out, and with a wet, wet plop, both uh, both of the mushroom uh, flowers fall on the floor, and just crumple into dust. There. All right. What kind of dust? 
I mean, if you want to take your time to examine it on your turn, you are free to do so. Uh, we're still in initiative, so I, I <laughs> right. probably won't. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it's up to you. So I think I've got uh, oh my bonus action. Don't know. No, I won't do that. So these statues is it? Is there any space behind the statue? Like, can I jump behind the statue, or are they parts of the wall? Oh no, there's space enough. You should imagine this room as a, a wide uh, front corridor uh, with like. I mean, there probably was some bit of carpet uh, at one point that ran from the from the front door to the second uh, set of doors you can see. And they line the carpet, but you can move around them, behind them. There's about 20, 20 feet of space to each side of the statue still. So there's plenty of play, hmm. space to move around them. Well, um, how far am I, am I away from the, the other set of doors? Uh, they're a little bit further in, probably about 40 feet. Perfect. That's my move. That's my, my walking speed. I'd like to... Go to those other doors and open them up. All right. As you arrive at these double doors and try to open them, these are locked. Oh, oh. I would like to shout at the end of my turn, these are locked, go the other way. Oh, dear. Is that the end of your turn? I believe that's all I can do. All right. Uh, Clip-clop, would you like to examine the, the dust? Those statues are still counting down, right? <laughs> I mean, Maybe. <laughs> I don't know if that would be the best use of my time, because we're at, what, one, I think, was the last time that it counted down? <laughs> I think it was one. Um, yeah, I'll examine the dust. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, you see that this is a, a uh, kind of like a black rotting... Uh, fungus remains that that are still left here you can make a nature check if you want uh ye- oh not very good at those uh but i will make a nature check that is ooh, 11 all right uh as far as you can tell this is uh literally just rotted away uh fungus remains uh can i uh like scoop it up and like keep some of it you you want to touch the dust well <laughs> uh i mean <laughs> I mean, sure you can. Yeah, it's it's you can you can scoop up dust. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna scoop up some of the dust. All right, you have some of these uh, these rotten fungus uh, remains. Like, I'm gonna like put it in in like my little satchel that I have. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> I, there's there's faces being made by the other players. <laughs> players, I love it. <laughs> Is there anything else you would like to do in your turn? Um, n- no, not yet. Maybe next turn. You're going to stay right there? You know what? Since you said that, no. I, <laughs> I mean, it's, I'm not suggesting any course of action, but... You do have options. Uh, I'm going to... Hmm. I, I'm going to I'm gonna just kind of like... Maybe go back towards the front of the, uh, the two doors that I kicked in. And I'm just going to kind of like stand between like outside and inside if that's okay yeah you want you want one of those doors to be between you and the nearest statues yes all right Pulpitor, what would you like to do in your turn well i get up slowly and i walk into the middle of the room uh and i sh- 
with my sword and shield. I say, I am ready for whatever challenges you are giving me. Face me! And I wait until the timer runs out. The middle of the room is, is like right in the middle of all the statues. Yes. You are aware of this. Oh. Oh. Yes. All right, then. Bobbator faces whatever is coming head on, getting ready for his <laughs> glory. Yep. At the top of the round, two, one. Oh, hold on. Uh, before you say oh. zero, uh, <laughs> can I ready or something? I don't know. <laughs> I, feel oh, like, I feel like I should get like a bonus, you know, since I'm readying myself. I mean, right? I, I, I'm assuming you're using your action to present yourself to the world in a heroic fashion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I am. Uh, so, I, I'll just brace myself for whatever's coming. I'm expecting like a big blast, like a rock blast or something from the statues. So I'm just readying myself. I mean, you you can use your action to take the dodge action if you want, but you don't really need it, right? You, you, oh, you don't. Oh, okay. Buff, okay. tough guy like you. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you could continue the countdown now. <laughs> All right. It's uh, quiet for a moment after one, and then you hear, you are not welcome here. Ten, nine. What? As <laughs> nothing seems to happen. Bobator, please take a point of inspiration, because I thought it was very, very well in character for you seeking glory. like, I'm pretty sure these things are going to attack me or explode. I'm just going to phase them head on. <laughs> I like that. All right, I'll add that. <laughs> yeah, these statues just seem to continue to count down and repeat this over and over, you know, just as a, some kind of... You know, warning thing that kind of messes with you. Can we pretend that I didn't run uh, for the nearest <laughs> exit, please? I mean, you can if you want, but you're not going to get any inspiration for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we're out of initiative. This this just continues like every, you know, every about 20 seconds or something. As long as there's someone within range of the statues. Hey, everyone. How does everyone feel about taking a short rest? <laughs> I don't know about you, but I could go for a rest. I guess I'll walk to um, a skirmish and be like, yeah, okay, I'm disappointed. <laughs> well, we don't have to. I mean, if, you, if you've got some healing you'd like to throw my way, we can keep going. No, 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 we should rest. We should rest. I'm disappointed that no, nothing happened. And it's just a countdown timer. Yeah, you did so. look glorious with a tree. Oh. It exploded. Did you see? You did that. You're right. You're right. So I'm How gonna. I forget I'm gonna that? clip clop back over to all my <laughs> compatriots. I'll be like, "Oh, guys, what? I, there's something that was happening at the door over here. I just had to go check it out for a second. But uh, yeah, it's a good thing that those statues didn't like come to life or anything. I wasn't expecting that to happen. <laughs> oh yeah, no worries. You're probably checking on Derek, right? Yeah, that yeah, Derek. <laughs> so Me, I guess we'll outside. Derek is just <laughs> sitting on the edge of the cliff, the feet dangling over. He's going like, <laughs> "I'm just gonna wait out here. Either they come back, or in a couple of hours, I'm just gonna see if I can climb down back to Nikomoi. They'll be fine <laughs> without me. They're you know strong adventurers. Yep, yeah, I'm just I'm good." <laughs> Where's that, like, robot dude, uh, that robot slave of yours? What's, what's going on with that well, guy? he takes, he moves 30 feet per round, so about six seconds, and we're about 10 to 15 miles away, so it'll take a while. Gotta make some upgrades on that, uh, on that robot of yours, <laughs> I think. Well, I'll see what I can do. 
I mean, it would have been cool if you could just, you know, summon him to your side. Uh, but, you know, it's already a very overpowered thing to have, so it's fine. Oh, yes. He might show up at the very end, I'm sure. He might show up at a dramatic moment. <laughs> you never know. Uh, all right, so you guys want to take a short rest? Or are uh, you going to just do some quick healing? Uh, I could uh, cure, cure wounds, uh, but, I mean, we could take a short rest as well. I, I'm good either way. Short rest is fine with me. I agree, short rest. All right. Uh, do you want to do that inside the cathedral, outside? Uh, you have a specific place in mind? Mm, I don't mind inside. I mean, The counting down is a little annoying. I will... <laughs> that will be oh, a, yeah, a bit annoying. That's still going on. That's still going on. Yeah. Let's go back outside with Derek. To Good idea. To start, start a fire or something. Yeah. Or oh, still daylight, huh? Never mind. <laughs> we can start yeah, a fire. That's our, Two in the afternoon or something. That's our calling yeah. card. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. All right. I guess we'll take a rest. Man, I didn't get hurt at all. <laughs> kind of disappointed. Oh, keep your voice down, man. Skirmish uh, is sprouting mushrooms over here. <laughs> did, did I hear someone asking for damage right now? Did I really hear Oops, that? Sorry. <laughs> the voice of God speaks in your mind. All right then. <laughs> I mean, you you all took some damage from going through the through the unstable uh, wild magic portal. Oh yeah. That's right. So, you know. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, nothing uh, nothing weird uh, happens or interrupts your rest, so you can just take a short rest. Uh, an hour is spent uh, just, you know, relaxing on the cliffside, overlooking the city of Nicomoy. Uh I mean, probably if, probably if you watch the city of Nicomoy for an hour, you either see some high-level adventurers do some weird shit or like a dragon flying over or, I don't know, something come out of the sea. Uh, probably see some... <laughs> high magic hijinks going on in the city. And you're like, oh, Flying man. ships. All the way over here. <laughs> Nothing here is happening. Oh, man. <laughs> so uh, how do we heal in a short rest? We just roll a dice, right? That based on our class. Correct. Or we spend dice, right? Yes. You can choose to roll okay. as many as you'd like to get to whatever level of healing you'd prefer. Okay, I guess I'll use one then. Yeah. Ooh, nice. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of your hit dice plus your uh, calm modifier, and you can you know when after you have rolled and you're like ah, I need a little bit more healing, you can roll another die. It's very it's a very free system to use those. The only limit to it is you can only roll as many hit dice in a day as you you know have. So okay. you all got eight, so you've got more than enough healing to go around for now. Uh, I think uh, Paladin's ten, so yeah, uh, it's a it's a d10, but you have like eight of those dice because you're level. Oh, eight. oh okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, but well, I, I wouldn't I'll worry about, you know, hold, holding back on them and just, you know, keep rolling until you're back at max, max HP. Out of curiosity, not, uh, um, do I get any max health back? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Uh, you do not, unfortunately. It is not a permanent thing, but you need a little no. bit more than a short rest to get rid of those. No Either problem. A long rest or high-level healing magic would do it. Okay. Yeah. You need some time to, uh, you know, restock your blood in your body. <laughs> Which takes more than an hour, to be fair. Uh, probably takes more than just a night's sleep as well. But you know, it's D and D rules. So I have a I have a herbalism kit in my in my equipment. Uh, would it be possible to maybe like pluck some of these mushrooms off of a skirmish and see if I could maybe like make something out of it? I've taken all the mushrooms out of me. I think you picked up the last of them. I I do not want any of those on my body. Oh, I thought there was still some more. My my mistake. I mean, you do have some, uh, you know, leftovers from what you picked up on the floor. If you want to concoct something with those. 
I was hoping to like throw those in someone's face at some point in like a dramatic fashion. <laughs> so so very, uh, maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll hold off on that. It's a very high level insult, just throwing rotting <laughs> rotting fungus at someone. Uh, you are not a fun guy. Froze mushroom. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's a good one. Hey. Ayo. Ayo. Uh, all right. So I'm assuming you all hold, rolls your hit dice until you're like yep. propped up again. Yes. All right. Uh, well, uh, Derek has also rolled his hit dice. He wants to get it back as much health as well. Uh, he's out of hit dice right now because he had two. <laughs> he used them both. Okay. But he's, he's he's looking pretty good. Derek is, Derek is almost back to full health probably. Yeah. It's like, uh, all right, so you guys done with that cathedral place? We're going back to the city now, uh, I'm assuming? Uh, well? Is there anything else like to learn from this cathedral place? Like, they keep counting down. What's that all about? Just seems should, like... should we go back in and, and see if, like, maybe there's something we're missing? I'd like to unlock that door if we can. I could, I could try kicking it. <laughs> try kicking it down. <laughs> well, you got hooves. Everything is in... Nail, something uh, like that. I know what I can do. So, with my with my hammer, I got a new hammer, by the way. This one's called Good Cheer. So I got kindness and Good Cheer. With Good Cheer, I can throw it as an action, and I can have it explode, and maybe I can blow the doors off. Oh, all right. So let's do that. <laughs> I would like to try that. I okay. can hurl uh, the weapon a hundred and twenty feet to a point I can see. And uh, it vanishes into an explosion. I'm assuming it will not. Um, there's a DC 15 dexterity saving throw, but since they're doors, I don't think they're going to dodge it. Yeah, my experience, inanimate objects don't dodge very well. Okay, so, so you're going to yeah. take, uh, the doors will take 6d6 damage. 6d6? <laughs> Correct. All right. Uh, <laughs> I got an 18. All right. What's the what's the radius of the explosion? Because maybe a, some of the statues could cut as well. A 20 feet radius. Yeah, yeah. It's too, too, the two closest statues to the door are within 20 feet. So, yeah. Uh, you throw your hammer and an explosion rings out. That's that's probably heard around uh, for a large area. Uh, as the dust settles, uh, the doors are, are blown open. That's for sure. That's... If you throw a grenade at the door, the door's not gonna hold. <laughs> Even though, to be fair, this door was was slightly better quality than the one outside, and not just because of you know weather conditions, but also it seems to have been you know a little bit little bit spruced up. Uh, but it's 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 open now, and uh, the two closest statues, like the top ha- halves, have been kind of blown off. So there's a bit of statue rubble uh, around. Uh, funny enough, the 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 heads, the the mouthpieces of the heads are are still intact, and they are laying on the floor, and they're still going like. You are not welcome here. Ten, oh, nine. Creepy. <laughs> I would like to p- pick up one of those heads and put it in my backpack. I-, huh? I think it'd be a great prank down at the guild hall. It's like, hey, guess Herb. what? You're not welcome here. And then as an action, I can have the hammer re- reappear in my hand. Cool. Cool. That's That's a handy hammer. Oh, for sure. Was there uh, another head? There is, there is. Uh, well, it's mostly just you know a mouth, but it's still intact enough to you know do the speaking thing. I'll, I'll grab the mouth and I'll throw it right through the door that's been opened, and see what happens. You are not welcome here. 
<laughs> All right, it's uh, it clatters uh, into the into the next uh, next room here. You see, it's uh, it's a long corridor that has been opened up to you. Uh, you see uh, some doors to your left, some do- doors to your right, and you see uh, very far down the corridor another set of uh, double doors. It's about it's a pretty long cathedral. It's about two hundred feet uh, two hundred feet hallway. Okay, can I um, run to the middle of the hallway? Um, I think I'm going to cast detect magic this time. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. You can that's that. gonna be a spell slot. So, um, yeah, I de- I detect magic. All right. So, like before, when you had your uh, detect uh, evil ability up, uh, for for a split second, you you think that you feel some magic in the air, but it's like, no, no, my error is normal. Error is Darn normal. It. Nothing. Uh, no. It feels very no magical around here. There's no magic. So I can't hear you over these uh, these dang statues counting down. <laughs> I would Telling like, me we're not welcome no in here. <laughs> <laughs> there's no magic. <laughs> ben, okay, well I think I heard that. You said there's no magic, I believe. What 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 what's going on with these statues if there's no magic controlling these statues? I'm I'm very confused. Well, that's true. There is a, there is a mouth in that hallway next to Balpator. Does, is that magical? He you don't sense any, mag- any magic out of it. All right. Hmm. A complicated prank, perhaps. Well, let's just. These must be some very good masons to to create some some speaking speaking statues. Maybe I don't well, know. Let's keep going down the hallway. There's there's some more doors. Indeed, you have a left. Uh, these the the doors uh, adjacent to the hallway, just you know, single single small doors. Uh, everybody who's been to old cathedrals knows that they are specifically small doors because people were used to be smaller. So they're like you know, how much they're just my be? size. <laughs> they are regular doors for for Balvatore. For the rest, <laughs> it's like ah, it's probably skirmish has to stoop down a little bit to go inside. But they're uh, regular size normal doors, and you have another set of double doors at the very back of this hall. It's, um, I'm. While we're traveling through the hallway, I'm just shouting, Mickey, Mickey two, Mickey three. <laughs> you know, just making sure if they hear me. Yeah, I'm making, making loud noise. I'm writing it down. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Which, which of the doors would you like to uh, try, examine? Uh, let's do the left one first. All right. No problem. Uh, this door is unlocked, so you can open it if you want. Bopto, I'm going to leave that to you. I, I don't think I can really fit into this one. No worries. I got this. And I uh, just kind of think about the construction guy, you know, how I could fit into tight areas. Yeah. This is my role. And then I open the door. Shield right. ready. What do I see? You see what appears to be a small uh, bedroom slash, uh, you know, a little bit of a study area. Uh, there's, there's like a desk. There's... A, a, a chalkboard on the wall with several pieces of paper strewn around, uh, a very messily made bed. Um, it's a very, it's a quite a small room. It's about you know, ten ten feet deep and about four feet uh, wide, so it all just barely fits cell. inside here. I mean, it's it it's not you know, in bad quality. It's just, it's a it's a regular bed and it's you know, it's a high quality cell. <laughs> Fair enough. What do you see in there? It's a high-quality cell. There's beds and a study. Yeah, not much. Not much. Could that? I don't be, see uh, Mickey's though. 
Could this be like a, 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 a priest room or something? Oh, perhaps. Maybe. I mean, you can go in and investigate if you want. Can I, can I fit? Uh, yeah, you can squeeze through the door. Your, your, you know, your flanks are a bit, bit wide, but you can squeeze through. And I kind of like, I don't know, bend my horse legs and like shimmy through, <laughs> shimmy I mean, through I'm, the door. I'm imagining if you go inside this room, you 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 have to go backwards out of it because you probably can't turn. <laughs> but you can you you are fit, you fit inside, that's for sure. Beep beep beep. <laughs> Reverse. <laughs> As uh, as I get into the room, I I say this was this was a terrible idea. I don't think I should have entered this room. I should stick with the double doors from now on. I think. Uh, if you want, you can you can roll a perception or investigation in this room to uh, look around, and see what you can find. Yeah, I'll. Uh, let's see. Um, can I do that too at the same time? Yeah, you can you can squeeze uh, you can squeeze in with him. It's uh, it's I'll a tight that. fit. I'll do perception. But... Do a perception check. Yeah, I'll do a perception check Oof. as well. That's not great. 11. Oh, right. man. I got a perception. Three. <laughs> That's with your bonus? Yeah. Oh, man. What's a zero, so. Oh. I mean, I, I have a feeling that you're all, like, big, strong, fightery guys. I, I actually have plus <laughs> six to perception. I mean, uh, my, yeah, I mean, <laughs> my wisdom's pretty high. I just, I'm, I'm not rolling very well. <laughs> I'm just like, clip clap. I can't. I can't see. You're in the way. Good. That is With my fair. big shield. That is fair. And sword. I, I imagine my body is covering whatever I'm trying to like perceive in this room. Yeah, Balpatur just mostly sees Centaur, uh, but uh, Cliplop, you do see some interesting things around here. You examine the the papers on and around the the, the study desk. Um, Looking at them, you see two like main uh, subjects appear. There appear to be drawings of, uh, you know, insectoid-looking uh, uh, people. Um, some of these are like you know pretty accurate drawings. Some of them are drawings of these people with like you know large axes marked through them. Um, the weird thing about it is you see that all these drawings are about the same. Uh, the only difference is like draw quality but like the subject is all the same up to the point where they seem to be you know bad photocopies copies of each other uh the other interesting thing you find is there uh, there are some uh you know there's some books to an open here and uh, flipping through these books you see that uh, all these books have you know a certain words uh, circled and all these words seem to repeat the same three word combination and that and that says they who revel so it's several books where this this free word sentence is just you know pieced together with different words out of different sentences. Can beyond I, that, uh, you uh, beyond that, you think this that there doesn't appear to be any uh, interesting subject to these books. Can I can I take the uh, the drawings that I find? Yeah, sure can. And and maybe like one of the books. I don't know if I want to take all the books, but can I take like one of the books with the circled, the circled yeah, yeah. words? Okay, sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna take those. All right, all right. What did you find in there? Seeing as how I'm out here and I'm too big to go in there. Yeah, that room is full, man. It's it's one centaur <laughs> and one half elf is the max capacity. <laughs> I I can't really see much, but I think Clip Clap might have a great idea. So I'm just adding stuff to my inventory. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Loot. It's a weird book and weird drawings. Hell yeah. So, uh, uh, all right, I'm going to, I guess, exit the room since uh, nothing else is interesting. 
and I'm gonna go to uh, to skirmish. I'm gonna like do the the whole backup shimmy since I can't turn around. Is, is Bob better be... exiting the room first, or are you just like squeezing beside, like yep, yeah, yep, yeah, moving along? <laughs> well, I think I was first, and then Clip Clop was next. So I think Clip Clop's got to leave back, and then me. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna go to skirmish and be like, look, I I, I found these like strange uh, insect people drawings and and. And a bunch of books. Uh, I took this one. It it had uh, it has these words circled. They who revel. I, I, I do. You, can you make any sense of this? I have no idea what any of this means. Well, I know all these pictures can be put together and make a flip book. I saw somebody do that once, and that's pretty cool. Uh, as far as the real book, isn't revelry like a party or something? Those it's who a revel word for a party. Yeah, so it's a word for a party. Weren't the Mickey's partying all the time maybe to find I, them we need to party it was i believe uh walter tebow or maybe Derek, who said that those uh those three mickeys enjoy a good party or maybe it was uh the the mac and cheese guy i actually forget now too many too many <laughs> people giving me information i don't remember uh if you want all of you can make either a history or a religion check did you see if this is pretty high but who knows maybe one of you gets lucky oh god no. Oh, I'm terrible at both, despite being a paladin. Um, I'll make a religion check. I uh, eight is sixteen. All right, twelve. I got an eleven for history. All right, no, these these three words do not seem to trigger any any more meaning for you guys. Darn. All right, right door it is, and I just walk right through and burst open the door. All right, Mickey. Uh, this this door is also unlocked, and as you you put it open, uh, uh, two sensations waft over you: uh, sound and smell. Uh, the the sound is of a, a collection of different animal sounds that uh, screech out of this room as soon as the door is opened. The smell is a very very intense rotting stench. It's Ooh. it's it's not. It's like rotten egg smell. You know, it's like ich. What do I see? You see uh, a collection of cages inside here. This is another, uh, a slightly larger room than the other one, but still pretty small compared to the large hallways. Uh, you see a couple of cages with uh, live animals, and there's also a cage with, uh, you're thinking, not a long, no longer live animals. And between the cages are two, uh, most likely, corpses of kobolds as well. Kobolds. So... Uh, the animals that you see uh, that are still alive are two Almirage bunnies. Those are bunnies with unicorn horns. There's a owl, a giant frog, a flying monkey, and all the way in the back is the source of the stench, a stench cow. A what? A stench cow. Stench. How do you spell that? Stench and then cow. <laughs> oh, cow. Yeah, it's a, it's a literal. It's a stinking cow. This is a. This is a. <laughs> Classic D and D creature. It's just it's a cow, but it stinks. It's a stench cow. It's amazing. I uh, I kind of like peek my head a little bit, and I'm like, "Hey, skirmish smells like those mushrooms growing on you in there." <laughs> That's pretty ripe. You're like, as the cow appears to think that you're talking about him. Oh, uh, what Can the what size animal is this cow? Uh. Uh, I I will say that it's a pretty pretty young cow. So I'll say medium. 
It's a medium-sized cow. All right. Is it a female or a male? Oh, it's a cow. You tell me. Uh, I believe all cows are female and all oh. bulls are male. I believe as a as a uh, a worker of among the the cattle and the minotaur. That's kind of something I picked up. Fair Sorry, enough. my intelligence is showing. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, go up to the cow and I uh, I remember something in a book saying that if cows aren't mixed or are milked in a while, they uh, get some sort of infection or something like that. So I attempt to milk the cow. Hey, hey what what are you doing Despite about the, the smell? Tour? Despite the smell, I'm I'm milking the cow because I read in a book that we, they should always be milked. I can't right. tell if it's been milked or not, and it doesn't look like anyone's been here, so that's the only explanation I can so think Eshel of. So attempts to milk the cow. <laughs> Let me quickly look something up. What? <laughs> can you make me a constitution saving throw? Oh, wait, what? <laughs> okay. You're too close to the smell. Oh, I think you're right. Uh, constitution. Yeah, the, the stench cow literally has a stench aura. Okay, nine. Poisoned. Uh, you are poisoned until the start of your next turn. Oh, oh wait. No. I can't be poisoned because I'm a paladin. Oh, look at that. Uh, nice. Isn't that just diseases, though? Oh, oh yeah. Hold on. Let me see. Oh, yeah. There's, I think there's a difference between disease and poisoned. It is. <sighs> it's it's only for one round, though. So. Oh, really? Oh, my goodness. Darn it. Okay, yeah, you're right. I'm gonna get poisoned. Do you still do you still attempt to milk the cow? Uh, no. <laughs> I like back <laughs> off like a cat. Like, oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, I tried. I want I was gonna make you do an animal handling check because the poison would have been a disadvantage. Was would, was gonna be funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's fair enough. When you get poisoned from the smell of something, you back off of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, is, right. it just kind of looks up at you like. Rrr. Uh, it's I'm also sorry. it's uh, most of these animals are in a cage like the the cow is just like tied to the, to the wall with like a rope because you know they're not they're not very agile so you can easily trap them. Is there room yeah. for me in the 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 room? Oh yeah, this room is 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 somewhat larger than the other one. All three of you could fit inside here. I would like. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, I would like to release the animals. Good right, idea. Sure. sure. Um, Why do you think they have these animals here? I'm assuming they're test subjects. Maybe so. There are some uh, expired uh, samples here, so you can make a medicine check on those if you want. Uh, are you good with medicine, Balpator? Uh, let me see. I think I am. I mean, I'll, I'll free if you can try and see who yes, gets the highest. Yes, I actually highest. am proficient in medicine. Okay, I'd oh, like to help him background. so he can roll with advantage. Mm, smart. You got it. Smart. All right, here we go. Oh, no. I rolled a six, so that's... Uh, Did you roll with advantage? Oh, no, I didn't. I'm helping you, so you get to roll Thanks. again. Okay, I rolled a nine. <laughs> well, that's better. Uh, uh, our proficiency is four, right? So uh, That's three still. Oh, three, sorry. Nine, ten, Twelve. All right. Uh, do you have any uh, wisdom as medicine, I think? Uh, well? I don't, but I'm proficiency in it. All right, all right. So. With a 12, uh, as far as you can tell, um, the animal corpses don't reveal much to you, um, but the since they seem to have been uh, dead for a longer time, so you know there's less evidence because they have decomposed more, the cobalt corpses appear to be quite fresh, only a couple of days uh, gone, you think. And they 
they're kind of like like uh, husky, like all the fluid has been drained out of them in some way. That's kind of gross. It is. It's not a great scene. <laughs> uh, skirmish, you you wanted to release all the animals. Still uh, correct, yes. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, yeah, you open the, open the cages. Um, all these animals seem to be quite, you know, even though they're making sound, they're not that, you know, agitated or exciting. As you open the cages, like, they kind of look at you and they just start making their way out. But you would have expected, like, when you release them to, like, just for them to just bolt away. But they seem, you know, calmer than you would expect for some reason. So mm. as, uh, because I'm still, uh, like, at the, at the door, the entrance, kind of, mm-hmm. like, blocking the way. Uh, what, what were the animals again? There were two, uh, like, unicorn bunnies, uh, a giant frog, and the stench cow, I believe. Uh, also an owl and a flying monkey. Ooh, what size is the flying monkey? Uh, I think they are small. Let's oh, see. Oh, my goodness. Flying monkey. Question uh, mark. Yeah. Small beast. Uh, okay, as all the animals kind of, like, rush out, uh, I'm going to kind of, like... I'm just gonna like whisper. I'm gonna whisper to the flying monkey. I'm gonna be like, "Hey, you wanna you wanna buddy? <laughs> you wanna you want a friend? You?" <laughs> and I just kind of like I I I I stop it from from flying away, and I just like put it on my oh. shoulder, and I start petting them real nice, and uh, and uh, I, I I make them my buddy. I just like whisper in his ear. I'm like, "You you're mine now. You're my friend now." <laughs> It, it was kind of cute until you went to do your mind now. <laughs> uh, can you make me an animal handling check? An animal handling check. Yes. 19. Oh, very good. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, since these animals weren't very spooked or agitated, uh, it seems to be quite calm. And as you start speaking to, to this monkey, it, you know, it's, it's, it sits on your shoulder. Do you give it like any, any like food ration, like nuts to nibble on or something? Uh- <laughs> I'm gonna give him some of the mushrooms. <gasps> no, before you do no. that, before you do that, yes. Can you talk to animals? And if so, can you ask them? Because once, uh. when I was at the zoo with my friend uh, Wing, he talked to all kinds of animals, and you're a ranger, so ask them what they're doing here. Uh, so unfortunately, I can't talk to animals. Uh, <laughs> um. So no, I can't. I can't ask them, unfortunately. Oh. Well, then I guess feed him the mushroom. <laughs> Wait, maybe the flying monkey can, you know, understand us and do hand gestures. Would you like to try to communicate that yeah. way? I'll communicate to it. Uh, flying monkey, who's now um, Clip Clap's friend. Uh, what's going on here? His name is Flappy. Flappy, Flappy, what's going on here? I'm just kind of waving my arms at the dead kobolds and you know, um, just everything. The cow. And in the meantime, is Clipflop feeding him the mushrooms? It's like, <laughs> see what happens. Yeah, I'm gonna feed him some of the mushrooms. Okay, some of right, the mushroom cool. dust. Yeah, that's uh, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> all right, all right. He may not accept um, it, mind you. He can probably smell that it's nasty. But his friend gave it to him. Oh, that's true. He, he, tr- he trusts him. <laughs> so the monkey kind of kind of looks uh, sorry, Flappy kind of looks curiously at <laughs> at uh, 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 Bulbator gesturing wildly around the room. Like it was, it's, it's, it looks kind of amused. He just nibbles on some of these, you know, mushroom remains. He's kind of like, 
kind of kind of start coughing some some black dust. You'll be okay, see, guys. <laughs> and you see a, a small mushroom boop, pop up out of the top of his head. I will say, <clears throat> I do have experience in uh, excising those. If you'd like me to remove that, I can. Uh, and then <laughs> yeah, the mu- go, go nuts. <laughs> All right. I'm going to try and save Bef- you, Floppy. Before, before, before you do that, uh, as the mushroom spouts, uh, you suddenly hear Flappy speaks like, Oh, that, that wasn't very tasty. Wait, uh, what? <laughs> uh, uh, it has appeared to gain the ability to speak from consuming this mushroom. Well, I will not excise the mushroom then. Uh, I'll put my <laughs> javelin away slowly and quietly as if nothing ever happened. <laughs> Uh, Clip Clop, can you give me some indication of what kind of personality you would like this this flying monkey to have? It's your it's your buddy now. Uh, he's uh, I I get the feeling that he's kind of like uh like a mischievous little little like devil monkey almost like very very happy go lucky. <laughs> all right, all right, okay, all right. <laughs> oh, that was that was a strange uh, strange taste in my mouth. Didn't really like that. Hey, uh, buddy, you got to smoke? <laughs> got to wash the uh, taste out of my mouth, you know. If you feed a guy a weird mushroom thing, you, you, at least you can do is offer him a smoke. Uh, I, got, uh, I got a water skin. <laughs> if you want some water. I'll take some water. I like some water. I tell you what, there is a bar uh, down in the, the city, and they have smokes there, and we can take you there. But before we do that, can you answer a few questions for us? Uh, the fla- Flappy kind of looks a clip up. It's all right if I uh, talk to strangers or, uh, you know, my, my, my baboon oh, yeah, mama they, always said, uh, don't talk to strangers. You know, they offer no, you candy no, they, and take you places. They're not strangers. They, they're, they're our friends as well. But uh, but you answered to me. All right, boss man. <laughs> what do you want to know? Sipping, so, <laughs> sipping wh- water. <laughs> what is this place and why were all those animals in there? Oh, it was terrible. It was absolutely horrifying. It was terrible. You know, there was this... This strange, uh, old, uh, small, old-looking uh, woman thingy. She came in here, took some animals, brought them back. They started acting weird. They were kind of like, you know, a little bit shrunk almost. Uh, look at the look at the little uh, scaly fellas down on the ground. Uh, they're there. They're shrunk inside. Uh, yeah, she did weird things to them, you know. Uh, they're this. I've been here for a while now. I'm very happy you guys came along and let me out. Huh. I was thinking I wouldn't get another another bourbon for the rest of my life. <sighs> So what did know, the, oh. Uh, uh, Do you know, like, when was the last time you've seen this lady? I mean, was uh, I mean, it's a pretty dark room in here. It's hard to tell time, you know. But I, uh, I mean, feeling wise, maybe you know, uh, three or four turnings ago. Those are days, right? What are days? Turn. Okay, probably days. Probably. And that kind of matches the, the the same time when the brothers Mickey's and the bodyguards were taken, right? It was like two days ago ish estimate. Uh, two so, nights, we're told. Yeah, yeah, two nights. Hmm. So I mean, keep... I've been I've been hearing people walking around. You know, that might I'm have just been us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was also this thing going like, "Hey, you don't belong here." Ten, nine, eight, but oh. that's been going on for a while. So this lady that came in, what does she look like? Hmm. Uh, he, he just, he just kind of, he, he points at Balpator and he like scrunches up his face like, yeah. 
So, right. uh, like a like a half elf or a full elf, maybe. I mean, there were some pointineers going on. That's that's for sure. Half elf, maybe. Or full elf. Or full elf. Did, yeah. Did she have any wings? Uh, not as far as I could tell. I got pretty big wings, so I'm pretty sure I would have noticed. He spreads his wings wide. Whew, it's good to be able to spread them around a bit. Yeah, air them out. Yeah. Yeah, go flap around a little bit. Flap if you want. Just, just come back. Oh, hell yeah. He just flies around uh, the, the hallway because <laughs> it's the largest, you know, direct area. Ooh, this is great. So, Clip-Clop, I'm very happy you have a new friend. Um, but I keep coming back to, I'm not sure what this place has to do, if anything, with the Mickeys. And is it the same lady, or are we just in the wrong place? What do you think, Balbator? Hmm. You know, it's kind of hard to... I don't know. That's a good question. I'm just kind of looking at my notes. Luckily... this woman definitely has something to do with it, I think. I, whether or not they're here, uh, it doesn't seem like... I mean, there's dead animals, a stench cow. This place doesn't smell too good. I, I, it, they're, they're likely not here. Uh, unless... Are those... Co- maybe we should check those corpses one more time. Maybe those are the Mickeys. <gasps> oh. Well, they were pretty uh, small. They were kobolds, and we're looking for giant people, Dragonborn and Goliath. Don't think it was them, unless they were they removed all the fluid like uh, Flappy was talking about. And as you're talking amongst yourself about this, uh, you hear in the distance the sound of uh, two doors opening, and you're Flappy going, "Uh-oh, boss!" And he just swoops down and just hides on your body somewhere. And uh, uh, Clicklow, you said you were like still a bit of outside the room, you know, in the door opening, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, as you look towards the, the fur- furthest end of this hallway, you see that the double doors have opened, and you see a, a small-bodied person uh, with a little bit of a, a dusty green uh, dress. Um, at first glance, you would assume it's it's maybe either a child or something, because it's quite small, but then you get a look at the face, and the face is like very old and uh, and a bit, bit haggard-looking, and, and she stares you dead in the eyes. She's like... You shouldn't be here. And then waves her arms and uh, purple smoke uh, covers uh, the areas where she was standing. And you hear some, uh, how would you say, some, some footsteps, on, uh, footsteps on the cobblestone uh, running back towards where she came from, away from you. Yeah, a lot of people have been telling us we shouldn't be here lately. <laughs> uh? <laughs> uh, you would notice that the, the, the voice in which she said this was the same voice that the mouse on the statue have been speaking with. Uh, DM, did I notice that lady? Uh, you two were inside the room. You you heard some sounds, but you haven't seen her. Okay. Uh, so, go ahead. Uh, I, so I, I'm gonna like turn my head into the room and uh, and be like, uh, guys, um, we uh, there's something going on out here. Like the uh, a lady with the same voice as those statues just told us we shouldn't be here, and then she kind of just disappeared. Uh, and and Flap is kind of like all all, all uh, bewildered and scared about this, so I, I feel like maybe something's going on with this uh, this weird child-looking old lady that um that I saw. I pull out my sword. Zing! We go in pursuit. Agreed. Charge! Let's go. Yeah. Do you all together go uh, go after? Her? Yeah. Uh, clip clap. Well, clip clap. Sorry. Which which door does she go to? 
Oh uh, well, she just kind of disappeared in a, a a puff of purple smoke, and uh, and I, I I'm not too sure to be honest. I just heard footsteps. Uh, so uh, maybe uh, the double doors. I, I'm not entirely sure. I charge right at the double doors and I kick it open. Yeah, as as you as the two of you go back into the hallway, you see uh, where Clippo was pointed towards. The the doors that you haven't gone through yet are now. That area is covered in a thick purple smoke, so you can't, you know, actually see the doors, but you can still go there. Oh, okay. She so left behind a bit of smoke. I would like to run right through the smoke. I'm with a uh, skirmish on that one. I as well. Let's let's head towards the smoke, boys. I'm sure nothing right. bad will happen. <laughs> so all three of you dash into this this cloud of smoke. And emerging on the other side, you are in a very large... This is probably like the central room of the cathedral where usually services were held. There are clusters of black smoke hanging in this in this area, obscuring some parts of it. Uh, and as you enter, you hear uh, a voice start to speak. There we go. You hear a voice ring out and say, You said I was special. A chosen one. You lied. Endless sneaking lies. Well, now I am truly chosen. Behold, my master's majesty. And you see the puffs of smoke that are obscuring parts of the room start uh, moving towards the center of the room, where, because they are now coalescing into a shape, you start seeing uh, some kind of dais, the small woman on top of it. You see around the room, you see uh, some cages hanging from the ceiling. Some of these cages contain people. And the black smoke is coalescing into a black smoking dagger that is in the hand of this small woman and she stabs herself in the chest with it. Ouch. And as you see this happen, her form begins to shift, growing larger, extending, and the right side uh, of her torso where a dress was covering her rips open as black thorny vines grow out of her and you see that she grows into a viney looking creature with still like the left side of her body attached to it as well. And as you see this weird abomination before you, we are going to take a short break. Oh. Thank you for listening <laughs> to part one of Fire Breathing Kittens. We were joined today by Skirmish Killington. I'm not sure what's about to happen, but it's going to be glorious. Talking about glory, Balbator Windrest. FBK, freeze! <laughs> we, are, we are now some kind of police force, apparently. And also <laughs> Clip Clop Napalm. Yeah, I'm Clip Clop, and now I got Flapper too. He's uh, my flying monkey buddy. <laughs> bye. All right. Oh, bye. We hope that you're enjoying this episode of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes.com. If you leave us a review, we'll read it on air. It's fun listening to the words of your review get read by the characters you know and love. So go to iTunes.com and leave us a review today. Can you think of someone who might enjoy this podcast? Please share it with them. Is their birthday coming up? A special anniversary? Would you like us to wish them a happy day on your behalf? You can arrange for us to read your shout-out on air at firebreathingkittenspodcast.com through our partnership with the website Buy Me a Coffee. Do you enjoy reading books? You can find paperbacks and ebooks based on our adventures on Amazon.com in the bookstore, Fire Breathing Kittens, that part's all one word, podcast. 
The authors do a great job of adapting the stories into fun novels. We also have official merchandise on Redbubble.com. Imagine owning a notepad with the fire-breathing kitten logo on the front, or a t-shirt with one of your favorite characters. And lastly, I'd like to take a moment to sincerely thank all of you. We don't pay to advertise this show, so the only way we can grow is through the support of listeners like you. Thank you! Welcome back to Fire Breathing Kittens. We were joined today by... Clipclop. Howdy! Skirmish. Uh, nice to be back. And Balpator. Good to be back. Balpator, would you like to tell the lovely audience at home what has been going on so far? Yes. We were heading to a contractor who was building a mansion that was halfway done, and there's a, been a problem. Uh, three brothers, I believe, two Goliaths, one Dragonborn, have been missing, and they're their names is Mickey, Mickey, and Mickey. We head to the last place they were seen, which was at the rambunctious raccoon, uh, a, a bar. And we met two bouncers. Uh, one of them was familiar. Uh, his name was Walter Tebow. And Derek, his bouncer partner. Uh, although Walter wasn't as cooperative with us, um, Derek was. And he was going to show us, um, or he was going to send us to um, the back room where the performers were at to find clues on where was the Mickey brothers, uh, or where they were last seen. Uh, he had this piece of paper that was actually dropped by a mysterious woman, I believe. Uh, and he showed it to us. Uh, and it was during the time when when the Mickey brothers and another bouncer was gone missing. And so as we read this, this little piece of paper, uh, the words that was jumbled within it magically came out, turned into a vortex and took skirmish away to this far off cliff, uh, right above Nicomoy, like about, I think 50 miles or a hundred miles away. And so, uh, clip clap, me and Derek, the bouncer, um, all jumped in to uh, Skirmish's aid. And, and um, as we entered the vortex, we see this cathedral. And assuming this is where the lady may be and our, and our unfortunate captors, uh, we burst it through uh, the old rundown cathedral. As we entered the cathedral, uh, there was a lot of statues. Half of the statues on one side of the room was humans, and the other half was uh, was uh, elves. And they began a countdown from ten to one second. During this countdown, uh, skirmish was actually attacked by two tree fungus looking creatures humanoid creatures uh while skirmish was demolishing some uh some black burnt vines on the cathedral uh we defeated the the humanoid creatures but the statues continue their countdown and as they reach to one second um it repeated itself again and to our dismay nothing happened so, we continued on through the cathedral as there was the door at the, at the end. And as we broke through, we saw two rooms. Uh, one room was a study. 
and a bedroom uh, or a study bedroom. And it had pictures of, of, a, of a creature with insect wings. I forgot if it was a human with insect wings or a creature, but it was a little disturbing. And so after that, we investigated the other room, which had all these creatures, like a flying monkey, an owl, a stinky cow, um, all captive in cages uh, that we released. Um, and we actually made a new friend named Flappy, the flying monkey, who kind of who was fed this mysterious mushroom powder that we sca- that we uh, <laughs> collected from one of the humanoid fungus monsters that Clip Clap. A clip clop uh, fed, and the monkey became. Uh, he was able to speak in common, and told us that something bad is going on here. Uh, there's a scary old lady uh, who's running this show, and as he was describing what was going on, um, the lady actually appeared uh, from the other end of the hallway that we were at between the the rooms saying that we need to leave. And, of course, uh, as adventurers, we did the opposite and barged straight through uh, towards her direction, which she retreated into another room. And as we bursted through, she she seems to be in... I couldn't tell if she was really happy or really sad for being the chosen one. But she started to stab herself with this knife, I think, or a branch, I forgot. And then branches started growing out of her arms and she became this monster and now we're facing possibly a a boss battle and you know it's fun hearing reviews read by characters you enjoy if you like what you're listening to go ahead and leave a review on itunes for a chance for one of our players to read your review all right thank you for that balpator we are indeed back in the game, and our brave intrepid heroes have entered a large chamber where this strange lady uh, just, you know, transforms into a half tree, half elfish looking woman monstrosity. Uh, and yeah, so first, what we're gonna do is roll some initiative. I got a 16. 15. <laughs> Four. Oh no! All right. Skirmish, you will be up first. Then we will have Balpator and then the well, not so not so great looking uh, individual in the middle of the room right now. Uh, and lastly, we will have Clipclop, uh, also Flappy, but I'm assuming uh, <laughs> Flappy hides around uh, inside your tunic somewhere. Also, Derek outside, but Derek is not going to come in here. We know that now. Derek is just chilling. So, what I would like to do first is uh, with my amulet, my master's amulet, telepathically say. Hey, we could really use you now, Mr. Mackine. And then, um, just for clarification, you said there were cages hanging from the ceiling, correct? That is correct. About how many? Uh, there is about six cages, and four of them are currently occupied. In those cages, you see a dragonborn, two goliaths, and a half-orc. Mickey's! Ah. And, uh, and when shaking. I say they're hanging from the ceiling, they're... they're the chains are attached to the ceiling of the fetal, but the cages themselves are not that high up. I They're see. about four feet off the, off the floor for the bottom of them. All right. I would like to shout to the cages, uh, don't worry, guys. We're here to save you. And then I will, um, let's see. How far away am I from the lady that is now 
not quite a lady. It's a rather large room, so she is in the middle of it. That's about 60 feet away from you. 60 feet. Uh, so I'm not going to rage yet. I'm going to... Uh, uh, I'm gonna I move. do have um, an aura of alacrity. Um, what that does is... Let me see if I can find it. Anyone near me basically gets uh, a certain amount of speed. Um, let me see. Okay, Oath of Glory. Oh, yeah, at 7th level, you emanate aura. Uh, fills you and your companions with supernatural speed, allowing you to race across a battlefield in formation. Your walking speed increases by, oh, just by 10 feet. <laughs> uh, in addition, you aren't incap- incap- incapacitated. Uh, the walking speed of an ally who starts to turn within 5 feet of you, which I'm assuming we're 5 feet together. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. Of you increase by 10 feet until the end of that turn. Oh, so it's just 10 feet. So. That, well, that makes all the difference, actually. So, oh, really? Um, my, my walking speed is 40 feet. And I've got this uh, feature that if I rage as part of my bonus action, I can move up to half my speed. So my 40 feet plus that 10 feet is 50 feet, and then half of that becomes 25. So now I can move up to 75 feet, which I plan to just move right up to her. And, uh, oh, I get to roll my uh, wild magic stuff. So one moment, I am very bad at finding that. Uh, I rolled a six, which means until my rage ends, I am surrounded by multicolored protective lights. I will gain a plus one bonus to AC. And while within 10 feet of me, my allies will gain the same bonus. Oh, nice. Nice. That's pretty good. So... Now I will attack this lady because she doesn't seem like she's in the conversational mood since she just stabbed herself and turned into some of those black vines, which are very nasty. So I'll go ahead and attack her. All right, go for it. Uh, 17 to hit. Uh, 17 does not hit. Oh, that's not good. All right, well, I get a second attack. So I'll go ahead and do that then. 28 to hit. Oh, yeah, that that hits. Oh, good. So I got 14 plus 2, 16 damage. All right, what kind of damage is that? Uh, bludgeoning. All right, cool. And uh, that's magical, right? Uh, yes, my, my, my hammer is magical. Cool, cool, cool. All right, she so takes 16 bludgeoning damage. All right. Is there anything else you would like to do? I believe that's all I can do. Cool, all right. Uh, it's not, yeah, it's not her turn yet. All right. Uh, all right, Balbator, you are up. Okay. Um, where is everyone, basically? Uh, you are at the entrance of this room. Uh, Cliplop is within five feet of you. The entity and uh, Skirmish is 60 feet in front of you in the center room on the dais fighting together. Um, there are four gauges with, with people. Uh, the nearest two are within 30 feet of you. The others are slightly further away, about 50 or 60 feet away. Okay, so probably might not be able to reach that distance because I think my distance is just 30 feet. Um, let me see. I think I had something here. Okay. Yeah, I'm just going to just gonna run 30 feet towards the direction where, um, where Skirmish is at. Um, but they're 60 feet away, right? They are. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll reach 30 feet there, and I think I'll cast a, a spell, uh, Guiding Bolt, um, to kind of 
at some covering fire. Um, and what Guiding Bolt does is... This is my first time using it. That's exciting. Okay, here it is. Uh, first level spell. Uh, evocation. A flash of light streaks toward a creature of your choice within range, which is 120 feet. Um, make a ranged spell attack against the target. On a hit, the target takes 4d6 radiant damage. And the next attack roll made against this target before the end of your next turn has advantage. Uh, thanks to the mystical dim light glittering on the target until then. So, um, yeah. Nice. All right. So roll a spell attack for me. Okay. Is that a d20? Uh, that is a d20, and you add your uh, spell attack modifier. Okay. As in your case, is proficiency and charisma. Yes. Yes, yes. Okay. Charisma, five. I rolled 18 plus five, 23. Oh, yeah, that, that definitely Plus hits. proficiency, too. That's huge. Oh, yeah, so 26. <laughs> <laughs> Sniped it. Pew! Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you hit it with your bolt of light. Roll your damage for that. Okay, and I said six D6s, right? Uh, it's 46 at level one. Oh, so, 46. Uh, yeah, 46. Yeah. So, but you can, right. you can cast it as a higher level for more D6s. Okay. Um, well, what I'm actually going to do is I'm going to use my quest item that I had from my last quest. Um, it's called the... Uh, where'd it go? It basically enhances my spell to another level. Um, uh, where'd it go? Yeah, that's okay, fine. Here's my... Yeah. Uh, okay, there it is. Ectomagic Dust. Uh, it's a common item. This magical dust can be used to enhance spells. When casting a spell, you can use this dust as an additional material component for the spell. This consumes the dust and enhances the spell being cast. Uh, so that's what I'm going to do. All right. So do I eat this uh... dust? Or... <laughs> no, it's just, it's just used in there. It's basically okay. you mix it in with your components. Um, so what was, the, what was the original? What, like, what level spell slot did you use uh, for this spell? Oh, I first used the first level. And I'm just upgrading right. to the second. All right. So then you will do 5d6 points of radiant damage. Okay. Nice. One, two, three, four, five. Uh, 16 damage. All right. Range As damage. As yeah. a bolt of light uh, streaks into the side of this weird monstrosity, uh, it is filled with radiant wrath and starts to glow a little bit. Because now the first attack against it has advantage. <laughs> All right. Is that the end of your turn? Um, yeah, that's basically it. Yep. All right. So, I don't. I'm not gonna keep saying this. This monstrosity. That's a weird name. I'm gonna say Mishra because that is the name of this woman. Mishra's turn is up, and the first thing that happens at the start of her turn is you see some of those black clouds that were in the... <laughs> I see someone shaking his head like, no, yeah, <laughs> it's happening. You see some of the black clouds that were hanging around this room. Uh, they start to connect with the individuals in cages and to connect with her, and she starts absorbing some en en energy out of them. All the wounds on her body uh, start to heal. What? And she seems to be empowered <coughs> as well. All right. Uh, skirmish, since you are the closest to her, she will attack you with three swipes of her fine tentacles. Wow, that's not even that, that good. A 16, a 23, and a 15. The 23 hits, everything else does not. All right. You will take... 
21 points of bludgeoning damage. And you are smacked 20 feet away from her. Ten. So I'm raging, so that's halved, correct? You are, indeed. Cool. cool. And 10 feet away, all right. Mm-hmm. Does he um, fly towards my direction or in a different direction? Uh, let me see. Because uh, I have no, some skills that can protect Skirmish if he's next to me. East uh, East goes goes a bit bit sideways. Uh, he lands oh, uh, about about ten fifteen feet away from you. Okay. But, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, still pretty close. Um, and then she seems to be readying another uh, action to do something else as she her her still humanoid looking side uh, aims her hand at skirmish, and before she can do anything, a loud boom erupts and through the wall of the cathedral. Machine, is it much? Well, how do you say it, uh, Mister Makine? Mister Makine bursts through the wall. He goes, "Yeah, <laughs> what?" <laughs> oh, it's, it's about a, time you yeah. showed up. And he, he he does the Superman dive in front of the in front of Mishra, and he will take what she was shooting. Uh, what's his AC? I believe it's pretty low. I think it's ten, but let me verify. Oh no, armor class is 17. Sorry. Oh, that that's a lot higher. Yes. Uh, all right, he still gets hit though by a, a bolt of green light. And he is now rooted to the ground as vines erupt from the ground and impale him. He takes 12 points of piercing damage and is grappled by the ground. Or like the vines basically was rooted on the spot. Okay. All right. Uh, and he's between you and her. So let's say uh, he's like about 10 feet away from you. All right. Uh Clip Clop, you are up. All right. So I'm uh I'm uh what is it? Uh more than f- <laughs> I'm I'm you said I was 60 feet away? Yes, you are. 60 feet. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and cast spike growth uh around around her. I don't know, is that a good idea, though? She's, like, casting spells. She's not going to be moving too much, is she? You know what? I'm going to do it anyway. I'm just going to cast... I'm <laughs> going to cast Spike Growth around her. Uh, so if she tries to, like, come near us, she's going to be taking... Uh, what is it? Uh, 2d4 piercing damage. Mm. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and cast that. Uh, and right. uh, what else can I do here? Um... Wait, does that make like spiky bushes or something? Or what does uh, that pretty do? Pretty much, yeah. Oh, so we can't go through that, right? Uh, you know what? I don't actually know. Can we go through that? Uh, it is. Uh, I think this one of those spells that does affect everybody. Yeah. Oh, because it's shoot. physically changed, uh, changed the ground. And in this scenario, uh, it creates uh, the black thorny vines that you have been seeing all around the cathedral. It creates those undergrounds because that's the plants in this area that you are accessing. But it's still the same effect. <laughs> Maybe that wasn't the best thing to do. <laughs> Spell still works. <laughs> I should probably have cast Hunter's Mark instead, but uh, <laughs> you're fine. Maybe next. Maybe next turn. Uh, you still have your movement uh, left, and you know some interaction things you can do. Uh, I'm good. Okay, so I'm sixty feet away. Uh, let's see yes. here. I'm just trying to... from the closest cages as well. Oh, how high are they? Uh, the bottom is about four feet off the ground, so you would be able to, you know, reach and touch them. Hmm. Yeah, I'm almost seven feet tall, so I could probably, uh, 
All right, I'm going to go ahead. You said 30 feet away from me. Yep. All right, I'm going to go ahead cuz I got 40 feet movement speed. Uh can I I'm going to go to the nearest cage to me? All right, you got a choice. Uh, there are two of them that's about the same distance away from you, both around 30 feet. One of them contains one of the Goliaths, the other contains the half orc. Oh, I'm going to have to choose Mickey then. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, or three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Wait, so uh, half orc? Who is the half orc? He's because uh, I thought it was a dragonborn. He was the other bouncer. Oh yeah, the bouncer. Shagan, Shagan, hey. the not dragon. Shagan, not dragon. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll go to the. Uh, hmm. I guess I'll go to one of the Goliath brothers, the the nearest the nearest Goliath brother to me. All right, yeah, you can easily reach that with your speed. So you're beside uh, beside this cage. He's like uh, he looks he looks uh, a bit rough, but uh, he is indeed he's he's a pretty he's like about as yeah he's, he's, he's similar similar in build to skirmish. He's a very very tall, very muscly built uh, Goliath. It's like yo, get me out of here, man. Am I able to open the cage on my turn still? Or have I used up all my, my moves? Well, you can interact with the door, depending on if it's locked or whatever. If you want to break it down, it would probably be one of your actions or attacks. But you can see if you can just open it. Yeah, I'll, uh, I guess I'll try to open it. It's locked, I imagine. Though that's I should probably try and, like... The DM is smiling, so it's probably <laughs> locked. I mean, that's not your your first problem. Uh, as you touch the, the, the oh, metal no. on the outside of the thing, you see uh, glyphs start to glow uh, on the outside of the cage... Please make a intelligent saving show. Oh no, I'm not good at those. <laughs> What's uh, intelligence? Where's intelligence? Oh, there it is. Yep, not good. <laughs> Eleven. All right. A cage of black thorny vines appears around you and encloses you, pricking into your skin and keeping you captive. All right. <laughs> uh, any piercing damage? I pro- Why am I asking? I shouldn't ask this. No, you're you're good for now. Okay, <laughs> you're good for now. All right, uh, going back to the back to the top of the round, it's skirmish. You see, Cliplop uh, uh, run towards one of the one of the cages, uh, touch it, and then stop dead in his tracks, and seems uh, to be standing stuck still. All right, so I've got a plan, somewhat. How far away am I from any of the cages holding a, a prisoner? Uh, you were thrown back a bit, so about 15 feet, maybe. 15 feet. And, um, so I would like to throw an item that I have. I guess that would be my action. I don't know if that's a good idea. Depends how you want to do it. If you make an attack, you can do two attacks. So, yeah. Well, so it's not an attack. It's I have a travel box, and I'd like to throw it to one of the people in the cage. And when you push the button, it allows them to cast Misty Step, and they can get right out of the cage. Mm. So... Uh, what I'll do is I'll throw the box to the one who's closest into the cage and tell them, push, hold on to the box and push the button. And then uh, that'll be my action. And so for my... Uh, make, me a, make me just a, either a dexterity uh, check or just a ranged attack to, uh, to you know, see... Uh, um, I mean, you're pretty... No, you're st- you know, still... T- yeah, still no, to I see if you understand. Can yeah. I'll do a ranged attack then. Okay, I rolled a uh, seventeen, and my proficiency bonus is oh, two. Oh, yeah, that's that's more than enough. It wasn't okay. going to be that that difficult. Okay, yeah. so 
I tell them to push the button. Um, All right. Uh, let's say for fun's sake, this is this is the this is the other cage. So you throw it, uh, and the, the half half orc shank is like, "Oh hey, this is a nice box." And I'd say, "Push the button to get out." And then uh, for my movement, I will move to um, the the Mishra lady, mm-hmm. and I don't know what I can do with my bonus action. So give me a moment. I'm sorry. I mean, I'll 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 let you make this because this was an attack roll. I'll ma- let you make your second attack if you want. Okay, I would like to do that, and yeah. uh, and then I will tell my Mister Makain to be close to me, like, hey, follow me. So I'll attack with Kuchir. He is currently grappled by the fire. Oh, never mind. So I can't do that. Cannot do that. Well, sorry, right. I rolled a twenty-six to hit. Oh, that definitely hits. Oh my gosh! I wish. So that's a 13 plus 2, 15 uh, magical bludgeoning damage. Nice. Yes, she feels that. A bit of the, the, the roots and the vines around her cave in from the impact. She gets uh, pushed back a little bit. All right. And I would oh, like... No. Um, that's we the end of my turn. We forgot about the spike growth. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, that's right. I, so I get <laughs> piercing damage, right? It's a uh, twenty feet around uh, the the evil evil elf lady. Aaron, slash. right through it, no problem. <laughs> so, how much damage do I get? Two D four piercing. Uh, would you like to roll, or shall I? Ah, uh, you go for it. All right, two D four. So that would be. Uh, oh, it's also uh, per five feet move. Oh my gosh! So, is it a twenty feet radius or across? It's 20 feet radius. Oh, my goodness. All right, so... Yeah. Wow. That's four. That's 8d4, then. Yeah, she threw you back 20 feet, so... Yeah. All right. I probably should have cast Hunter's Mark. That's fine. Uh, I'll, keep... I'll say, uh, well, you're, you're a barbarian of good strength. You have you, you can jump over most of that, though. And uh, it's piercing, Oh, damage. that's true. I do have a, a good... Yeah. yeah. I will jump. For, do right. I need to make an athletics check or something? Uh, no, you can just you can jump your strength score and distance without having to make anything. All right. Well, that would be eighteen. All right. So I'll say you just you just land in the last square. So you just have to take the two d four. All right. Well, that it would be six damage piercing, and then I'm raging, so that's half. So three damage. Ah, oh, you're fine. And then it's just uh, another way for you to keep your rage up. No, that's perfect. I was afraid of that, so that's that's good. <laughs> I'll just walk around in the spikes. <laughs> um. So I'd like Mister McKind to try to break his. Uh, Grapple. All right. Make a, a strength check for him. Strength check. All right. So he got a 16. That is good enough. Wait. All right. No, no. In this case, it's not good enough. That's right. Okay. Uh, her, her spell safety C is slightly higher than normal at this moment. Oh, no problem. So he yeah. normally gets two attacks. Would that mean two checks or no? Uh, I'll let him. Yeah, do, do two checks for me. That's okay. fine. I will I mean, it's an action to break free, but... Oh, you know. 17. It's not that much better. Sadly, still not good enough. No problem. It's important that he tried. Oh, All yeah, right. no, he, he, should, he should do it. I believe that's my turn. All right. Balbator, you are up. Okay, how far am I from the, the lady? You are 30 feet away from her because you moved halfway there, and you are 10 feet from the edge of the spike grove. The spike grove? Okay. <laughs> I am... <laughs> this is tactical I think, training. I think I could jump right over, too. I'm pretty dex- dexterous. 
Um, jumping is, strength, should though. I use my divinity to make myself jump further? <laughs> I think I'll risk it. Okay, so I'm pretty athletic, I think. So Or acrobatic. So I'm going to run. Wait, it's 30 feet, right? Okay, so I'm going to run 10 feet, and then I'm going to jump. All right. Right over the uh, spike bushes. All right. Uh, jumping does use your strength score. Oh, it does. Oh, not my. Oh, yeah. I can make an acrobatics but, check. But you can you can double that right with a thing. What was that? You you can double your jump distance right with a with a thing. Oh yes, you're right. I think I should use that then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna activate my divinity, which is called. Uh, I can make this even easier for you guys. Uh, Spike Grove is concentration, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, you can drop drop concentration literally whenever you want. Oh. Uh, but now I'm going to auto-correct myself. That is that is 100% true what I just said. But you cannot currently see what is happening outside of the cage you're in because you are covered in fines. So if you would have seen your allies get hurt from all the spikes, I might have imagined you dropped the concentration, but you cannot see them right now. So, I mean, you can still do it, but you know you, you don't have this information. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to activate my channel divinity, which is peerless athlete. Uh, as a bonus action, cool. you... What's that? Oh, cool. No, go oh, for it. okay. Uh, as my bonus action, I can uh, use the divinity to augment my athleticism for the next 10 minutes. You have advantage on strength uh, and dexterity checks. Uh, you can carry, push, drag, and lift twice as much weight as normal, and the distance of your long and high jumps increase by 10 feet. Um, this extra distance costs movement as normal. So, yeah. What, so, yeah, I, I jump, and then... Um, do I make it? <laughs> uh, I imagine that you get up to eighteen feet then, because your strength is eight normally, yeah. right? Yeah. All right. So you're yeah you're in the you're, you you jump about the same distance as Kermish did, so you're you know in the last square. So just take one square of the spike growth damage. Okay. Two D four. Two D four. All right. I got four damage. <laughs> it hurts so good. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of brush off the spikes. Um, I didn't really do an action did i nope okay um how much movement do i have left i i mean you're already right next to the next to Mishra. Oh, to the lady okay yeah. yep i think you know what i'm gonna do i'm can i grab her and like throw her like into the spike bushes <laughs> like because i feel like she's not really strength wise strong <laughs> she is currently a large creature mostly made of uh, oh she's large and bark yes she she grew quite a lot uh so y- you can try this if you want but your I'm character would, would know that this, this does not look like a light individual anymore <laughs> but you I'm can try, try it. it i i have the divinity my i have advantage and strength so yeah. uh okay uh so, so this will so I will like technique as, as a grapple. So it's a yeah. just a opposed uh, athletics check. So okay. go for it. So what, what exactly do I do? <laughs> I roll uh, a d20. Athlet- yeah, an athletics check okay. with advantage because you're your divinity. Okay, so I got a fourteen plus uh, three, seventeen. All right. Uh, this is not like uh, she is pretty strong at this moment, but she rolled a two on the dice. Yes. So you actually you actually managed to do this. <laughs> Choke slam! <laughs> That's awesome. 
Okay. Uh, so I don't know how that works damage wise, but <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll I'll make it cool for you. You uh, you grab her, you kind of drag her halfway around you, then throw her over your head. <laughs> yes. I'll say she takes six six squares worth of the damage. Oh wow! So that's, that's uh, uh, six four uh, six d fours, right? At twelve d fours even. Oh, twelve d fours. Oh wow! I thought okay, it was one. for every five feet. Yeah, so a square is five feet. So, oh, yeah. okay. I should have said for, uh, you know, 30 feet of... Oh, uh, sorry. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so I roll six d4s, right? I'll give you 12. 12 d4, go oh, for 12 it. Oh, 12 d4s? Okay. Yeah. Because it's two d4s per... Uh, yeah. Yeah, times six. I'm really bad at math, but I got a 26 <laughs> damage. Wow. I mean, keep, keep playing D&D. Your math skills <laughs> will improve. Trust me. Okay, yeah. Nice. 20, 26 magical piercing foreign damage. And it's almost insulting because he's also made of these, you know, foreign <laughs> things. Like, hey, what's going on here? <laughs> I'm just like, weird. click clap. That was a great idea. <laughs> clip clap can neither see nor hear you at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> nice spikes. Oh, no, you, you don't actually hear anything at all at this moment. Sorry. <laughs> I'll say it anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... Yeah. Hey, as far as you can tell, he's just, you know, chilling. He's just standing there. Uh, and just just for record purposes, is um, a skirmish right next to me? Yeah, pretty close uh, to each other. Okay. I just really want to use my my fighting style, which is protection. So if he gets hit... Oh, sure, you know. <laughs> sure. Okay, but anyway, I end my turn. All right, then Misra is up. At the start of her turn... She will gather the shadows in the room and regain some of her hit points and be uh, out once more. DM, when, yes. when do the people in the cages get to move? Will they get to use that box? I am sorry. You are right. I was going to make him do the thing right after your turn. But he forgot to do that. So he will do that before that. Mm. All right. Uh, Shaggy takes the box like, all right, press the button. Slams the button. I'm going to roll a d20 because it had a, what was it? One to four? If it it's uh, a one through five, he stays where he's at and a copy teleports. Otherwise, he teleports and a copy stays in the cage. Mm. Uh, he rolled a 16, so he's outside and a crude yes. copy of Shagan is still in the cage, going like, <laughs> Shagan is like, whoa, rad dude, I teleported. That's, our awesome. first, that's the first guy out, right? Indeed. Okay. You see that there is one less shadow connected to Mishra, and she is slightly less empowered. Hmm. All right, but she's still going to take a turn. Uh, yeah, she's right next to you guys, so she can take. She's going to take her free slam attacks. That's skirmish has been taking a brunt for today, so I'm going to say two attacks on uh, Bulbador and one on skirmish. Bring it. So that's a twenty-three and a fifteen for Bulbador. Uh, the twenty-three hits. All right, and a twenty-nine against skirmish. Uh, surprisingly, that hits. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Uh, well, since you're both hit once, you both take 18 points of bludgeoning damage and are both thrown 20 feet away from her from the force of her impact. Ugh. Uh, does your protection fighting style do anything for that? Do you reduce damage oh. or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess I guess I could protect um, Skirmish. Uh, but does <laughs> no. it work if we're both a hit? Well, it's a reaction, so you can use it if I get hit. But I'm doing all right. If you you don't need to protect me so much as probably the people in the cages, or perhaps Clip Clop, I don't know. I'm doing okay for now. Oh, I mean, it's it's five feet 
uh, okay. distance. Oh, then, so yeah, and it's for free. So okay, I'll just do it. And I think it um, I think it, what is it? Yeah, disadvantage. Oh, it's oh, supposed yeah. to be disadvantage on the attack roll. Oh no, that's fine. I'll, uh, I'll okay. just roll it again. I'm fine with that. Uh, that makes it a twenty-three to hit, so I think it uh, still just it still hits. Yes, All right, I tried. Same damage. <laughs> no, it's okay. Thank you. All right, you both flung some distance away, and uh, with her bonus action, she will point her hand towards Skirmish and try to cover him in vines to hold him down. Skirmish. Uh, oh wait, there was an attack roll as well. Sorry. Uh, range spell attack. That's a thirteen. Wow. Does not she hit. has an amazing bonus, but her rolls are uh, not that great. All right. Good for you. Uh, uh, yeah, I will take it. All right. Clip-clop, it's your turn. You are in a spiky cage, as far as you can tell. Uh, at the start of your turn, you take five points of damage from the prickly prickly. My mouse just... Uh... All right, sorry. One sec. All right, I'll just write it down. <laughs> My mouse decided to stop working. Uh, all right, so I'm I'm inside of a cage of thorns right now. Yes, you are. And I can neither see it, see nor hear anything. You cannot. Which right, is so kind of strange to you that you're not hearing anything. All sound. Is, so, and this happened as a result of me touching that cage. Indeed. Uh, I'm gonna scream to my compatriots not to touch the cages, but I assume nothing's gonna. No sound is going to transmit through these vines, but I'm still going to try. Uh, well, as your as uh, Skirmish and Balpator uh, get up from the ground from being thrown around, they see their companion uh, Clip-Clop standing stuck still, opening his mouth and screaming at the top of his lungs. But nothing's audible. Oh, no, they, they, they hear it. They hear it. Oh, they hear oh, it. Okay, yeah. fantastic. All right, don't, don't, touch, don't touch the cages with your hands. Um... And as I'm trapped here, uh, I'm, I guess I'm going to, uh, how, so is, uh, I, I don't cast a lot of spells. So how does concentration work? Am I only allowed to cast like one spell that uses concentration or can I cast like many spells that use concentration and like keep it up? You can only concentrate on one spell at a time. If you would cast a new spell that requires concentration, your old spell that required concentration ends. Okay, that that's what I figured. I just wanted yeah. to make sure. Yeah. Um, but since I can neither see nor hear anything, uh, I guess I'll, I'll probably just drop my concentration um, because I need to figure out a way out of this cage. And sure. I feel like using my concentration on like other things right now isn't really helping. Um, All right. So I will say that since you, you freed up some space in your minds. There's, there's like something in the back of your mind telling you like something weird's going on here. Like, you know, these these vines came from the grounds. You're not hearing anything anymore. Uh, one detail that that makes it weird to you is when the vines came out of the ground, you didn't hear anything. You didn't hear the ground breaking or uh, sounds of rustling things. They just appeared around you. Hmm. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily, the, the spell uh, gives you an out as well. Uh, you can make uh, use your action to make an investigation check on the on these on these vines since, uh, to see through them. Not great. <laughs> Anything intelligent in space is not good for me. <laughs> and this is why illusions are greatly underrated. Nobody has good intelligence saves. <laughs> uh, that's uh, 14. 
Uh, that is currently... Uh, oh, no, this is not spell cast from her. That is just enough. Yes. You All see right. through the illusion of the vine cage, and you see that you are under effect of a mind-affecting illusion. Oh, now wait, you... is this for humanoids? Is this like a humanoid-affecting thing? Uh, this one specifically, no. This is uh, it, it's it's a uh, it's a use of uh, shit. What was it called? Phantasmal uh, Force. That's the spell. Uh, it was basically a glyph of warding containing the spell Phantasmal Force, which creates a small scaled illusion specifically around you. Okay. I this just thought great. it might have been like a charm or something like that because I, I'm Fey. I yeah, can't I be affected. <laughs> uh, but all right, that that's a different then. Um, this is a lesson for all you dungeon masters at home. Phantasmal Force creates whatever you want in a 10-foot cube around your around people. You can make gauges and blindfolds. It's great. You can that's scary. really mess with your players with an illusion. <laughs> okay, right. but I can currently see through this now. Yeah. Because so I made the invest. Okay, perfect. Ex- right, Access the thing if you want. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just like step right out of it. Uh and now instead I'm gonna uh use I'm gonna cast a spell against uh the the crazy tree viney elf lady. What was her name? Mira? Mishra. 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 And I'm gonna this time I'm gonna cast Hunter's Mark on her instead. Cool. Cool. <laughs> She is marked. You do extra damage to her with your attacks. Just me? I thought everyone did. Uh, no, Hunter's Mark is just for you. Oh, it's just for me. Damn. All right, never mind. Oh, man. Uh, otherwise, good... otherwise, Hunter's Mark would be very OP for level one spell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for level one. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm still going to cast it anyway, because I don't think anything else really works too well in this uh, situation. Cool. Uh, all right. I still want to get this guy out of this cage, but... Wait, if now that I know that I touch the cage and it's just like uh if uh, I know if you that look just... if you look at the cage you see the glyphs that were lighting up uh, earlier are now uh, dulled and gray. The magic seems to have been spent. Okay, I'm going to try to like uh I'm going to go ahead and use my uh hold on here. I'm going to use my hooves to try to <laughs> to try to like break open the cage. All right, go for it. Make me an athletics check. I'm I'm good at that. All right, yeah, I'm actually pretty good at that. <laughs> uh that's uh 21. Mm. Oh, very well. You kick open the door to this cage and the uh, Goliath inside uh, kind of shakily stands up. He's like Oh, hey, thanks, man. Name's Mick, but my friends call me Mickey. Uh, and he stumbles out, out of the cage, kind of drops to the floor, uh, and he's kind of just uh, rolls to the side like, ah, I'm getting out of the way. Yeah, these guys are uh, pretty tired. They are uh, drained of energy, one might say. All right, that's 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 uh, that's your action and bonus action. Uh, you can move a little bit more if you want, uh, if you want to get towards the lady. How how far away am I? I'm like 30 feet still, I think. Maybe 20 feet? Yeah, 30 feet, about that. 30 feet? All right. Um. Yeah, okay, I'll move uh, I'll move uh, towards her. All right, I'll cool. move, I guess, uh, what what is it, 30 feet I can move? How many How many feet? Uh, I think you can move 40 feet because you're I a centaur. I can move 40, but I, I don't want to go past her. I don't want to go past her. So I'll, I'll just go 30 feet towards her. 
right, all right, all right. Back to the top of the round. It is Skirmish's turn. All right, so... <clears throat> excuse me. I would like to try to get um, the travel box back from Shagan. So I'll call to him and say, Hey, throw me that box, please. And I imagine since he'll go after me, that he'll throw it in a minute, but not right now. Uh, in the uh, meantime... He'll use, he'll, he'll use his reaction. I'm just going to roll to see okay. how well he throws it. Oh, uh, that's a 16 on dice. That's good enough. Yeah, you, you okay. can catch it if you want. I would like to catch it then. And I would like to... Th- um, am I within the range of one of the other remaining prisoners? Uh, since you're thrown back a bit more, I would say you're about 40 to 50 feet from the nearest cage that still has someone inside it. Okay. And am I close to uh, Mishra at all? Yeah, 20, 20 feet 20 away. Feet? So you, uh, as he pushes back, it's 20 feet. All right. So i got to think about how to do this. I would like to go to Mishra, 20 feet. And does that make it that I'm 20 feet now away from the cage or so? Uh, it's a little further than that, but you can still try to throw if you want. I will try to throw it using one of my um, my actions. Sure, go for it. So just an attack type roll? Yeah, it's the ranged attack. All right. 18. All right, that's good enough. That's good enough. And I tell, I say, hey, Mickey, push, hold on to the box and push the button. So you throw the box, the, the dragon board in the cage catches. like, oh, how did you know my name was Mickey? <laughs> He's gonna... it's, it's going around. He's gonna after your turn. He's gonna press the press the button. Okay, uh, I'll use my second attack on Mishra. Hopefully, I hit her. <laughs> oh my! I got a natural twenty. Yeah, twenty-nine. Hey, there we go. Nice. All right. Roll that crit. So let's see. Uh, bludgeoning. I got. So initially, it's a thirteen, and then I rolled another d10. That's a, oh two, so fifteen damage. All right. You smash into her with your hammer for 13 bludgeoning damage. Um, let's see. Bonus action. No, I think that's all I can do. All right, so that's my turn. All right. Balpator, it is your turn. Oh, don't forget to push the box. Oh, yeah, he's, he's going to push the box. You are right. Uh, yeah, he rolled a 12, so he's good. He pushed the button. Poof. And a... Uh, Cartoonish version of a dragonborn stays in the stays behind in the cage, and he is outside of the cage. Like, oh, nice! Didn't I, didn't I put a limit on the box of once per short rest? Uh, hold on, I have it right here. It says because I'm like, wait a minute, did I oh, think I limited this thing. I, I forgot about that. Yeah. All right. After I will the say box has been used in this way, it needs to recharge, and you can't use it again until you've taken a short or long rest. Well, right. you're, you're, it, it, it was usable two times this time, so you were lucky, but it's, it's spent now. Okay, sounds good. I appreciate your generosity. It's my, <laughs> I, I forgot, so, you know, I made it myself, so I should have known. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but he's out as well, so only one person remains in the cages, which is fortunate for you guys. Palpatore, it is your turn. What would you like All to do? All right. How far is the last man in the cage? Oh, for you, pretty far away, like 80 feet or something. Who's the closest to that person? Uh, right now, it's uh, it's Skirmish. Skirmish, okay. But even for him, it would be, you know, some distance. And how far is the lady? 20 feet away from you. 20 feet? Ah. Uh, perhaps to buy time. Okay. I guess what I'll do is I'm going to cast another spell uh, from a distance. I'm going to use Command. 
and I'm going to tell the lady to to drop. Uh, sorry, to to prone. Prone's a prone's right. a verb, right? <laughs> yeah, that's you, you can make the. I think the command they usually gave is like at a grovel or yeah, drop or something. But you wanted to go prone. Oh yeah, you're right. It's, grovel, it's grovel. It's, that's it's something you want. Yeah, it's a useful thing. Grovel. Right? <laughs> and then uh, for her. Yeah. Ooh, that's pretty high. That's seventeen on the dice. Uh, yeah, that's that save throw is going to be above twenty, least. Okay. So, do I compare that with um, uh, your spell save DC? Okay. Let me switch your spells. Oh man, it's sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. Darn it. It knew. Wait, was that my action? Was that my bonus? Oh, it was an action. Okay. I guess I'll just run right towards her. And um, stare her down. <laughs> All right, sure, sure. All right, then it's actually her turn actually again. hold on. Oh. Does it take an oh, action sorry. to ready a shield or something like that to kind of embrace a hit, or is that like a um, bonus? I mean, that's that's not not a, not actually really a thing. It's just it's not a thing. Oh, have, okay. If you if you have a shield equipped, you just have a plus two bonus to your armor, and you have a shield equipped. I think so. Okay. Can I actually? I just realized I have a bonus action. I'm. Oh. Guess I could cast another spell, uh, but that. Will be my. Oh, I have uh, one. If it's oh, no. speci- yeah, be... specifically, you have another spell. You cannot cast Le- two uh, leveled spells. Oh, that's time. right. Ah, darn. Oh, it's a bonus action. Oh, but you can't cast two spells. Oh, okay. Two, uh, two leveled spells, basically. Then I'll continue staring at the lady, right. embracing right. for the next attack. All right, all right, all right. Uh, then it's then it's her turn. All right. Oh man, you guys keep running up to her, and she's like, "No, get away from me!" She's gonna <laughs> slap. All right, it's gonna make an attack and skirmish to slap him away. That's a twenty-one to hit you. Oh, does my that, protection help? Uh, yeah, disadvantage, uh, right? If you'd like to choose to react that way, if you want yeah, to do that, I'll react to that. It is higher, so it doesn't make a difference. Uh, All right. Hmm. Do you want to say something, Skirmish? Oh, I forgot uh, Mr. McKine didn't try to get out of the vines. Ah, can do fair that enough. in a bit. Okay, sure, sure. You All gave right. me a break uh, on the, the travel box, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can do that after your turn. All right, he, he smacks you away again for another 18 bludgeoning damage. You are smashed 20 feet away. And she turns Ooh. her attention to Bulbator and... Whips around the vines and tries to grab you up in them. Please make either a athletics or acrobatics check to escape um, from grapple. Acrobatics. All right, go for it. And with advantage, oh. right? Because you got that divinity. Oh yeah, that's right. Good, because my first one was Good a seven. Uh, Eighteen plus five, thirteen. Uh, twenty-three. See, so you had a twenty-six total. Oh, what? Oh yeah, her, her strength right now is pretty high. She just rolled, you know, pretty bad the first couple of times. And you're wrapped up in her vines, which is not very good. So because she has a third attack, and she's going to do something weird. She's going to take her vine, and she's going to try and poke you in the face with it. Ouch! <laughs> yeah, let's make a sharpened spear point out of it. And that's a nineteen. Does that hit? Yes. Oh, actually, do you have an eighteen AC? Yeah, I do. So if you're by me, I've still got those lights around me, and that gives you a plus one AC. Oh. So okay. it's, a, it's a tie. 
Uh, if you meet it, you beat it. And also you were yes. knocked 20 feet away. So, uh, oh. <coughs> oh, in darn. Both oh that's right. Never mind. I, was, I got knocked quite a ways away. Darn it. Okay, yeah. I got hit. Or I got impaled. You got, imp- you got impaled by her spiky spear. And now I would like uh, both Skirmish and Clip Clop to remove their headphones, please. <gasps> oh, no. All right. All right. Well... Mr. Balpator, as your flesh is pierced by this entity, you enter into a kind of dreamlike trance. The world around you seems to slow down, and all you can see is this entity in front of you. That, because you are pierced by it, you're kind of like connected to it now, and you start to hear a voice from the ether calling out to you. It's like, this is not the voice of the of the woman you've been hearing before. This is this is a a deep distance voice, like an echo around the room, and says, Paladin of glory, please. She is keeping me trapped, using my power. Please help me set free. Release me. I will make sure glory and honor and deeds will be spoken about you. All will know your name, and I will have my freedom. Please help me. Can I shout, who are you? You certainly can. Um, the voice speaks back. Uh, I do not believe your kind is a word for me. I am outside and around. Please, all I want is no longer to be used by her. All right. When I heard the word glory, I was like, I'm all in. <laughs> all right. Uh, what should I do? Want... Do you have any tips? Um, all he wants is for you to, to, you know, promise to, to help free him. Basically. I promise. All right. Um, whatever this thing is, it creates a moment of weakness within, uh, within Mishra and her forms stops moving, but it's still connected to you because you are impaled. If you want, you can divine smite her, uh, which how, however many Divine Smites you want. She, is, she has no opportunity to resist against you right now. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll do uh, as many as I want? Yeah, basically as, as many. You can expend as much of your magical power as you want. Okay. Basically. I have... Okay, I have one level one spell slot and three level three spell slots. And I think I'll use it all <laughs> for Divine Smite. <laughs> All right, all right. Free level three, that is 4d8 per level three. That's 12 and two level four, that's 14d8. All right. Before you roll that, I will ask everyone to call back. All right, welcome back everyone. Balbator, please roll your damage. For glory! How many? It was 14d8. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. I perform 62 radiant damage with my rapier on Misra. Oh my god. (laughs) All right. As the radiant energy fills Misra's form, the vines on her start to expand as if a balloon is being filled up with too much air and they explode out in, in black puffs of dust and spores. And 
the area around her is covered in this black dust uh, where the explosion occurred. And within that black dust, you see a glimmering light as Balpador's form is illuminated by his radiant energy. And like a kind of holy religious figure, he emerges from the black fog, shining and golden. I pose with my sword. <laughs> you see the, the, the three Mickeys uh, that see these are kind of like, oh, Sancta Bellarus. Oh, and two of them like fall to their knees. Uh, Shagan sees and he's like, hey, dude, that's crazy, man. I sort of stop eating these mushrooms that grow around here. <laughs> the humanoid, uh, the humanoid part of Misha's body uh, starts to fall apart in black dust as well. Uh, she speaks some final words. It's like, after all they took, I thought you would give me back my chosen divinity. I should have. The Reveler, I should have taken his help. Uh, why? And she fades away in the black smoke and dust as well. You have successfully beaten Mishra. And now that Party. she is gone, the, the, the magic on the, uh, the magic glyphs that protected the cages uh, fades as well. Uh, you are able to open the last cage that contained the second uh, Goliath brother. And as he exits his cage and as the final bits of Misha's form disintegrate, the black vines that are wrapping around the structure also start to fall apart in black dust. And since they were kind of part of the structure of this cathedral, it kind of starts to tremble, a piece of masonry starts to fall down. You know the drill. Uh, let's get out of here. <laughs> Great idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and as the and as the three adventurers, the flying monkey and the four, uh, the, the three construction workers and the bouncer run out of the cathedral, it's, and Derek. it crumbles. <laughs> like Derek. Oh no, he was still outside. He was oh, just, he was outside just waiting. <laughs> yeah, he, he's smart. He just waits outside the adventure location. The entire cathedral collapses in on itself behind you, and a cloud of both black smoke and. Uh, fungus spores uh, releases into the air and starts to drift around you. Oh, and also Mr. Uh, Makin, of course. Oh, excellent, Mr. Makin made it. <laughs> yeah, he just comes walking out of the cloud like nothing's going on. He's fine. I don't know what I did, guys, but it, it worked. <laughs> I think it was when you screamed. That's when it all turned around. <laughs> all right. And as you prepare to head back to Nikamori to deliver these uh, hardworking folks back to their uh, respective bosses, the camera pans away and the last thing we see is a shot from the back of Belpetor as a small black vine uh, on, on his neck enters into his flesh and disappears. Oh no. And no, none of us saw that, right? Nobody saw. Oh. And with that image oh. in your minds... I thank you for joining us today on Fire Breathing <laughs> Kittens. In our adventuring party, we had Clip Clop. It's a lot better than the first one, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'll start kicking down more doors. Wise words indeed. Skirmish. We did it, guys. We tore the whole building down. And Balpator. My neck hurts. <laughs> That's not ominous at all. <laughs> Thank you, and see you next time on Fire Review Kittens. Bye. Farewell. See you next time.
Hey, I'm Jackie. And I'm Brian. And we're the hosts of Good Rising's Grateful Grains. Join us for five minutes every weekday as we chat about health and wellness-related topics. All in pursuit of a more joyful life. You can listen and subscribe at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. We look forward to sharing our mornings with you on Good Rising's. And remember, a better tomorrow starts with today. Hello there, I'm Dave. I'm from the Pilots Podcast, and this is Phil. How's it going, mate? Every week, you can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and all those good places, watching and reviewing old movies, TV shows. At the moment, we're just doing our Bond season. About halfway through, aren't we? Just approaching Pierce Brosnan. Nice. So why not join us every week, Pilots Podcast? See us in a minute, innit? Later.